This sounds like softcore porn music from Cinemax. It sounds like... Now it sounds like 90210, like the scene where someone's breaking up. And like he's throwing her ring on the ground. Yeah. All right, here's now, my question. Here we go again. Another fucking thing that I hate <laughs> when someone's like, I have to name drop every place in, in this part of where I live at. Exactly. Know? Okay. There's and that. And also they name drop one. Band of Horses at the beginning like anybody gives a shit. You Which, know? first of all, I'm going to tell you right now. If you like Band of Horses, that's your opinion. I don't want to judge you, but yeah, fuck congratulations. you. Congratulations. <laughs> um, second of all, I remember I used to manage Journey's The Shoe Store. And I will admit that I'm ignorant to Band of Horses. I don't know right. anything about Band of Horses. But they had this fucking song. And the chorus over and over again was like, I could sleep. I could sleep. And it made me Ugh. so mad. And also, that's the Madden Brothers, for those who don't know. And if yeah, you're wondering, Joel, yes, it is Joel, Joel and Benji. Benji from Good Charlotte. Who isn't Good Charlotte a Madden Brothers solo album? Yeah. Is there much of a difference? The, well, yes. Because in this, they want to be a really bad version of Daft Punk. Right. Now they're a dance band. It sounds the same. I just don't... I, I mean, man. the biggest problem is, like, so, like, when Good Charlotte was around, they weren't relevant. So, oh, wow. coming back to, like, wow. them... What, oh, you like that? That was really yeah. good. <laughs> um, but when they were around, they weren't relevant. So, for no, them... Like, Good Charlotte was really hugely popular, relevant, literally 12, 12 years ago. Yeah. It's not like it was like four or five years ago. And even then, they weren't like super relevant. They were just one of those they flash were never in the pan. They like, Blink-182. Yeah. They were like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they people, did. I mean, they were, they, they were important to people. Yeah, I'm sure people are already getting mad. Like, Lifestyles yeah. of the Rich and Famous, or what album was that called? I don't fucking know. Young yeah. and the Hopeless? Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm sure it helped you through your life, and that's fine, and I'm not being sarcastic. That's good. I'm glad if that album helped you. But It's just that you... <laughs> crazy to me that the Madden Brothers are still making these solo albums. Well, and I also hope that uh, you've grown enough to realize, or at least gotten your life together enough to realize that like, eh, that, that album was pretty silly. Like, oh, my gosh. It I doesn't mean... have a lot of staying power. I understand like, even that song, like those awful songs by like Simple Plan and shit. Probably helped some kids when they were around. Sure, man. But, sure. And that's good. If, if yeah. any song helps a kid going through, like, if his parents are getting divorced, and I'm not being sarcastic. It probably sounds like I'm being a dick. If your parents are getting divorced, a loved one died, which my dad died, and music got me through that, a breakup, whatever it is, if a song can help you through it, like, I'm glad. If that good Charlotte Hold On song helped you through something good. Yeah. But 12 years later, I would imagine you could look back and see how much substance was really there. Yeah. Like, it's like Blink-22 stay together for the kids. Give me yeah. a fucking break. There's no staying power to it. Like, it just doesn't have anything to it. It's just there. And then... Why out? You live by yourself. Yeah. Why in the corner of your basement do you have two identical red matching bikes? One's Justine's. Oh, when you pretend to be a girl. No, my sister. When she no, comes over, we go No, that's you with the wig pretending to be together. a girl. <sighs> All right. Anyways... So, um, welcome, really welcome don't, to Big Snackers. I really we don't appreciate a good episode you, today. I don't appreciate you disparaging my uh, family like that, Ryan. That's I, not I will nice. say that we have the best listeners. Um, I spent the yeah. weekend out of town playing shows. I played a show in Chicago. I played one in Lansing, Michigan. I played one 
and Kitchener, Canada, but since no one outsider knows where that is, I'll call it Toronto. Oh, I know where Kitchener is. Do you really? Yeah. Okay, it's kind of by Toronto. Uh, it's actually my go-to uh, town that I always say when I'm when I'm like impersonating Canadian people. Uh, so it's a cool town. Yeah, uh, I'm actually not not, not talking shit by any means. It reminds me the way they had the festival and the food trucks set up and the bands and things like that. Kitchener reminded me of if you took Austin and put it in Canada with like food trucks and music and outdoor venues. Yeah. And it was cool. We uh, played a show with uh, Every Time I Die, um, Foxy Shazam, who are good friends, Such Gold, Handguns. It was cool. It was a cool show. And then we played Cleveland last night. And I got more people coming up talking to me about you and I in the podcast, asking about the Butter Baby. Um, oh, yeah. A guy brought Justin and I a case of beer. Um, it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's You people are incredible. And I'm glad that we can provide you with entertainment because po- the reason I got into podcasts and the reason Justin and I started doing them is I discovered, and I don't care if this is generic. I've talked about it. The first podcast I really got into was Joe Rogan's right? because I think it's entertaining and it got me through my drives and long drives when we were touring. And the fact that so many people look forward to big snackers every Monday, yeah. which is why we've talked about trying to do it maybe more than once a week or adding longer ones or doing something special eventually once we can get to it. Cause if we can, make your shitty work day a little bit better by our bullshit. Right. Then that's awesome. And yeah. we really appreciate that. So I thank agree. you for the gifts and what I want to start doing. And I'm going to start doing it next Monday is I haven't figured out the logistics of it, but we're going to do something each week where we have a drawing and we send a listener a gift. Yeah. Because I think that'd be cool. And I haven't run that past Justin, but I figure he would agree. No, I'm fine with that. Cause people, I mean, I'm warped tour. People are bringing Justin gifts to give to him and, bring Canadian beers and I want to start every week giving something back to somebody else. Yeah. I don't know who, do you know, do you remember who it was that brought those for us? Man. No. Uh, oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> I met him two nights ago and he was awesome, man. And I talked to him for a while and I know exactly what he looks like. I can picture the shirt he was wearing. He had glasses. I can't remember his first name. So here's what you do. Friend of ours that brought the beer yeah. Write us in this week, next week. Tell me I'm a dick. Remind us yeah. your name so we can send you a thank you card. Yeah, and I'll, well, and, yeah, like give us like you. an address and I'll, I'll send you something. Yeah, we'd like to send you some. And also, like I said, this week, make sure you follow us on Facebook and follow me and Justin's personal Twitters just because since Justin and I are on our own Twitter so much, I mean, the Big Snackers Twitter on us doesn't get used that much. Yeah. So if you just follow Justin and I back and forth, it's a lot easier. We have a lot more yeah, followers. It's a lot easier to get a hold of us that way. So we're going to start giving away gifts. And some of them might be one of your favorite band members' phone numbers without their permission, because that's how we roll. <laughs> so we're going to do stuff like that. Additionally, I mean, I appreciate that you gave us those beers, and that was really nice of you. But if you ever give me a Tom Green beer again, <laughs> I'm going to well, wait to see what your address is, and then I'm going to drive to your let's house. Let's ask the question number one is, why does Tom Green have a beer? I don't know, and I haven't tried it yet, but all I've heard from people who have tried it is that it's terrible. Kind of like him. Is, so, his, is his bum on the beer? His bum is on the beer. Uh, anyway, moving on from that. So, anyways, what I was going to say was thank you for the gifts. We're going to start yeah, sending really you gifts back. It. We have a big episode today. We're going to tell the stories we've been talking about forever, starting here in a few minutes. Yeah. Dan Lampton, who sings in the band that has massively exploded, Real Friends, is going to call in, who's a good friend. And I, I say we've that. We've had him on before. He has been on before. He's an and asshole. Sin- he is an asshole. He's really a racist. I don't like him. Yeah. Definitely racist, and I love that you people pick up on this stuff too because 
at the shows I played recently, people kept on calling everyone racist. And I thought <laughs> it was awesome. Um, because at, on Big Snackers, if you don't know, we unfoundly like to call people racist that clearly didn't do anything racist. Yeah. And then but, it gets uh, very confusing because sometimes we call people racist but then, that are Yeah, we racist. talk about racists a lot that actually are racist pieces of shit. So, so we do that as yeah. well. But uh, Dan – I mean, honestly, Dan's band has blown up, so good for him. We're going to talk to him about that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why they've blown up. Probably um, the racist aspect. I would imagine that all the posts on Stormfront have something to do right. with that. <laughs> right. Uh. I think the fact that they changed their name to SS Bolts. Yeah, that's true. Is also a big help. But uh, welcome to Big Snackers. We're episode 42. Yeah. 43. Yeah, 43. 43. We're over a year old. We celebrated our birthday last week uh, with Kamal. We talked about DJ PayPal. We talked about DJ MasterCard. We talked about DJ Orange Julius. And I'm excited. Um. I love doing our podcast. We talked about a lot more than those things, but that's fine. If that's those are all the important things to me. Those are the important things to me. All right, fair enough. No, I just mean I'm excited because we do this every week. It's getting bigger and bigger, and we're getting longer and longer episodes. And I think we're just hitting our prime of figuring out how to podcast because I could admit when we first started, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. No, absolutely not. I mean, the episodes might be kind of entertaining, but there was no structure. No. And we just and they sounded like shit. Rambled. They yeah. didn't sound well, and now. We have this lavish studio and this upscale apartment here in downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> we have speakers. We have a soundboard. We have a computer. Not only that, we have a bottle opener that is a bear with its teeth open that says Michigan. We have cell phones. What's funny about that is I did not buy that in Michigan. That's strange. I bought that in Indiana. Not no, anywhere the, even near Michigan. Here's why that's not strange, and it's the only reason. is I'm not even trying to disagree with you. The only reason that's not strange is I figure that anything that happens in Indiana, in Indiana is not strange. Yeah, that's true. Anything could happen in Indiana, and it wouldn't surprise me. No. Is I, I used to be in a band with John, who uh, also might call in today from the Dopamines, and we were going to call REP, I remember, Indiana, because it's the strangest state. Yeah. Because people we, say that Florida is the strangest. No, but Florida's not. not really. Florida just Florida, is unstable. Florida like. is a normal state. I don't know why people say that. Florida is a state. Full of a bunch of bros and fake tans and surfers and old people that are retired that don't drive well. It's yeah. not weird. I mean, there's it's just what it is. There's, there's strange things is. that happen there, but it's sure. not the people aren't like it's not that weird. It isn't like you, the things you see happening there make sense because it's Florida. Like it's hot, sure. it's muggy, so of course people lose their minds once in a while and you know I don't know yeah. start shooting up a shopping mall or whatever. But you got to do it sometimes. Yeah. But in Indiana, like the things that happen there, they're not like that. They're not normal occurrences that just happen over and over again. They're all bizarre and they're all one off. Just go to Indiana and hang out there for like a, a day. Well, you you know why the guy shot the shopping mall? Illuminati. Well, no, it's actually because he hated Jewish people. Illuminati. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, <laughs> the Illuminati made him do it? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, gotcha. So, um, yeah, so Dan's calling today. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. What's well, funny about getting... the, the fact that we already brought up how weird Indiana is, that's where the Butter Baby thing happened. So It, it is, and we're going to get to that in just a second. We're not putting it's it off today. It's also a treehouse, uh, tree, uh, tree, birdhouse tree. Knickknack house? Yeah, knickknack house. Na- uh, birdhouse no, no, tree. birdhouse tree. We, we can go into there. all these stories, honestly. Well, we already did that. Yeah. I'm just saying that happened in Indiana. Most but, of the stories I feel like we have uh, happened in Indiana. Or in my bedroom. Which is pretty close to Indiana. That's very true. You did see um, a man's part inserted into me in my bedroom. 
What? <laughs> Ryan Wickham. Yeah. You don't have to say a man's part. Well, I don't want to sound perverted. That sounds way worse. How? How does that sound way if worse? If you just said, like, I saw a guy kind of fuck you in your bedroom, well, that's fine. No, he didn't kind of fuck me. He just uh, he put on the lubricated tool. And <laughs> You mean a condom? Yes. I'm not trying to be perverted. Uh, you are. You're being way worse because you're saying it in these ways. A lubricated tool? Yeah. That's like a piston for an engine, not a prophylactic. <laughs> so anyways, um, I'm also, fuck? we're getting more professional here. We're lighting up guests. <laughs> we're not being what? more professional, clearly. No. Lubricated tool A man's tool is part with a lubricated tool. We'll ask Dan when he calls in if that's professional. Ugh. Now, listen. I think uh, someone would actually like make you leave a courtroom if you were if you were well, justifying the, uh, with No, your honor, my witness uh, put on the lubricated tool but he did not penetrate <laughs> with his man part. We were talking about um the other day at my house. Is this going to offend people probably? I don't know. It shouldn't offend anybody just cuz we're talking about how fucked up people are. Mm. Do you feel like this has happened because I bet it has. I bet there's someone who's so fucked up and, like, shitty of a human being that do you think there's ever been, like, a rape-type case or something where the guy in court, like, legit justified by saying, like, he didn't ejaculate or something so it didn't count? Oh, that's happened a lot. I bet that's happened. Yeah. No, I mean, I've definitely read stories and stuff where people tried to use that. Isn't it insane how fucked up a world we live in, man? It's so crazy. I don't know. But I was going to say, I've been working on um, being more professional. What was I – Reading, I read something today about how some guy tried to use some guy tried to use the fence like in a rape case of of a thing called sexomnia, where like he was up so long that he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, get the fuck out of here! With like, that. and it's yeah. like, no, I was just so tired. I just, I just had to fuck some like, yeah. If you're that tired, how do you have the energy? Yeah, Why exactly. Don't you just go to sleep. Yeah, that's. I will never thank God. Understand. I just don't things like that. I guess I get that people are programmed differently, and whether you believe in like a God or Buddha or no God or people's just free will, it blows my mind that there's people out there that have the idea in their head of murdering someone. No, yeah, that's or nuts. raping someone. Yeah. And when I say murdering someone, I don't mean like crazy self defense, but I just mean like picture you've been dating a girl for five years. You're engaged, you know, you're in love with her, you're crazy about her, and you found out that she cheated on you. If you were at your worst, in your mind, would you be like, I'm going to go buy a gun and I'm going to go shoot this motherfucker? No. There's no way. It wouldn't even cross my mind. No, because the— All all, I would think of was like, it's time to get this person out of my life. Yeah. I would be sad. I'm not not super mad. Yeah, I'd be I would grieve. I would probably cry. Yeah. But I can't imagine being like, I'm going to get a baseball bat and I'm going to turn his head into jelly. No. It's such a crazy mindset to me. I wouldn't and, and even want. I wouldn't. Like, here's the thing. Is, I wouldn't even wish the people harm. I well, no. My thing is, I wouldn't even go try and fight him or anything. Because, no, like, no. What's the point? It's not his fault. Like, no. You know it's what I mean? Not. Like, it's hard. It's hard for me to like ever see in those situations unless he knows you, like, is is friends with you, or unless she like told him that she was going out with you if or whatever. If it's your friend, it's different. Not like you should fight him. I just mean it's a different situation where obviously yeah. it's a little more weird. But I just don't 
this is what I don't get, and this happens a lot, and this is not a guy or a girl thing, and I think anybody listening will agree with this. Yeah. Because I'm a guy, I'm going to do it from the guy perspective, but I think it applies equally to girls, but I'm not a girl, so. I've never understood, well, if you're a guy, your girlfriend cheats on you, right? Mm-hmm. So your response is you go fight this guy, and then you get back with the girl. Yeah. It's so insanely crazy <laughs> to me. make any sense. <laughs> Like, that it's like, oh, baby, it's okay. You fucked up. I know I beat that guy up now. We can be happy after. It's like, at the very minimum, it's 50-50, and it's probably more the girl's fault. In that situation. And when I say the girl's fault, I'm saying because I'm a guy. If it was a girl, it would be the guy's fault. I'm just saying I don't want people to take the the wrong way and think I'm some sort of a sexist about it. Yeah, it's not. But That's what I mean is, like, like in a lot of situations when, like, somebody (laughs) gets cheated on. Or, sorry, my dog just walked around the corner and was staring at both of us like we yes, were like, what were you doing? He was and saying, whoa. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, no, like, when, when it's like somebody gets cheated on or whatever, I have a hard time blaming the person that they cheated with. Because 90% of the time, they don't know that they're helping you, helping that person cheat or whatever. You right. know what I mean? And like, I, I just always thought it was weird when, like, if someone cheats on you or breaks up with you, getting violent or, like, trying to win them back like crazy – because like, isn't that like almost like stalkery, creepish? Like, well, if you're that if scared, if someone then... doesn't like you anymore, yeah, they can't help it. Like, I've had girlfriends before that I was definitely in love with, or at least cared about a lot, and at some point just realized I didn't feel that way for them anymore. Yeah, I you don't control that. No, I don't. I don't decide that. It just happened. Yeah, and I've had girls that. I mean, you helped me through a really serious relationship when I was in high school. Yeah, of a girl I dated for five years. And one day she just decided she likes someone else. Yeah. And it was really hard on it, me. It just, yeah. I deal with things better than a lot of people, luckily. Like, it was two or three weeks of hardness, which after five years isn't bad. Yeah. They were terrible two or three weeks. But at the end of the day, I realized that you don't choose who you like. Yeah. So going out there and saying to people, you know, no, no, you really need to like me. We're right for each other. Like, you sound a little weird. You sound, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not really normal. Like, it's not. You, you can't. And, like, that's the thing is, like, you can't force that. Like, this, okay, there's one there's one thing if somebody, like, says, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just done. Well, then it's done. Like, don't worry about it. Actually, yeah. this is good practical advice for anybody because we get those questions a lot where somebody wants to ask, like, what they're, they should do Yeah, we do get dating questions a lot. So what it should be is that if they don't care about you anymore or you can tell, then it should just be over. That should be it, and you should move on. If – you both decide that you want to work at it and you want to try to like rekindle whatever used to be there. Great. You should do that, but you should go into it cautiously and understanding that it may not work out and you should be, you should have a backup plan exactly. to get out. You know, I think if you date someone for years and you break up, mm-hmm. it's possible that you can get back together and stay together for a long time. You can, but I think that's a 10% possibility. Yeah, I don't think it's as Because bad. I think if you're that serious with someone and you're in love with somebody and you break up, there's a reason you broke up with that person. Mm-hmm. And it's not usually going to be superficial. It's going to be we have different goals. We have different things. Yep. We want different things out of our life. Yeah, absolutely. And the other problem I think a lot of younger people don't realize, I don't even know where we got on this tangent, but I feel like it's important, is we always get on tangents. We never talk about what we're supposed to. No. We are talking about the butter baby after yep. this. Um, I think it's important, though. What a lot of people don't realize, because we're all selfish. I'm selfish. You're selfish. Mm-hmm. Everyone's completely selfish. And it got me thinking about how selfish we are as I was talking to my friend the other day. I don't want to name his name, but we were talking about how our dads had passed away. Yeah. 
and he was talking about how his dad was in a lot of pain and was supposed to pass away that night, but he got three more days with him. Yeah. And his dad was in agonizing pain. Right. And I, since my dad had passed away too, I told him, and I was like, isn't it weird? And like, we're good enough friends I could say this. And I was like, and isn't it weird how that was just completely you being selfish? No, oh, absolutely. And he knew, he knew not to take it in a shitty way. Because he was like, yeah, it is. You know, it's because his dad didn't want to be alive. His dad was in agonizing pain. Right. And it was more like, but the selfishness of us. Yeah. Is when my dad died, it was so instant. Yeah. And if I could have had four more days with him and complete suffering. Right. Where he hated his life. I might have taken it just because we're selfish. And it wouldn't have been for him. It'd be for no. me. Yeah. But the same way it applies to relationships, I think, is like we want this relationship to work out so well right? that people can't just accept that like this person doesn't like you anymore. Yeah. You can't make them. And if you could make them, would you why the fuck you... would you want to make them? Right. It's like, like the idea of like, it. it's like that idea of like, uh, when people like there's like in like stories and shit when, um, when they like, uh, have like a genie or whatever and they wish for right. somebody to love them, like whatever. And then that's they're like, weird, well, that's man. a bad, that's a bad decision because then that means that no matter what you do, you'll never – if you end up not liking them, then you'll never get rid of – you know what I mean? Like they're going to be right. devoted to you forever. But like in my mind, it's like you're right. It is like – it's mostly motivated by selfish things anyway because you, like when you look at like people who are in relationships and they end them, they're usually like, well, I just don't like you anymore and the other person gets hurt by that. But then exactly. if the other person ended it, they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you yeah. know, so it's always. And and that's always a problem, too, is like, you know, if you break up with somebody and you start dating somebody else, it's always, I gave you everything. Right. What did I do wrong? And it's like, you realize people are human. Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. I feel different Sometimes now. It's just I got a little bit older. That's how I feel. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Here's a question for you real quick before the butter baby. This won't take long. Yeah. I've always thought about it because I think it's creepy. Would you want a magic lamp with three witches? I don't know if I would. I feel like it's a dangerous, dangerous The thing. problem is, is like after seeing, you know, as many Twilight Zone episodes I've seen and like right. movies and stuff, <laughs> is that you know that there's always a catch when you wish for something. Always a catch. I mean, I've seen that episode of Tales from the Crypt a bunch of times. Always a catch. Have you seen, you watch as many movies as I do, if not more. Mm. I don't remember the name of it. Have you seen the movie? The Pest. I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, it's about box. it's about a couple who has they find a magic lamp, and they realize if they hurt each other, money comes out of it. And it starts off like he'll give her a paper cut, and like a hundred bucks will come out. And like if she hits him in the head with like a a brick, like a thousand bucks will come out. No, and it's what? a very demented. You need to look up the name of it on here if you can, so we can tell people, because it's awesome. Because it gets so fucked up and dark. Yeah. Because it gets to the point where they're so desperate because they start living like rich. They buy a house because yeah. they're getting all this money. And then, of course, like you just said, there's always a catch. Yeah. What happens is it gets to the point where they have to hurt each other worse and worse and worse and less and less money is coming out. Yeah. So it gets to the point where it's like they're in this mansion that's about to be foreclosed or something. and she Brass has to, teapot? Yes. And yeah. she has to cut off like his finger to get 20 bucks. It's really good. I recommend it. It's a crazy. It's yeah. a crazy movie. Yeah, it's called the Brass Teapot. It's you should wa- you should watch it yourself. You I will. love it. I'll definitely watch it. It's <laughs> insanely crazy. I mean, it's the same thing as like that movie, The Box or whatever. Where yeah, I like The Box. Yeah, I did too. Did. But at the same time, you also know for a fact that, like, if I know what the catch is in that movie and shit, but 
you know, for a fact that if somebody hands you that box and was like, hey, somebody else is going to get hurt, but you don't know who it is or whatever, you just press that button immediately. Fuck yeah, you would. Because what are the chances it's going to be somebody you know? Unless it's set up that way. And if How it much is, money did you get? Uh, I think it was a million dollars immediately or whatever. Would you hit it? Yeah. I did it. And even if it was somebody that I did know, I guess I could pay for their funeral. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That got dark. It's uh, pretty good. That got real dark. <laughs> Um, no, what I was going to say was, uh, so. Oh, he's fine. He just likes to stand up there. So that takes care of that. Um, should we move on to the stuff we're supposed to talk about that we've been promising for weeks? Yeah. People keep on asking me about. I'm really afraid that we've built this up so much that people are going to be like, well, that wasn't really worth what did you say? I have a feeling we've built built us up so much that I feel like they're going to be like, well, this wasn't No, because it's not like it's like this story of life or death. It's just an entertaining story, and that's the point of a podcast. I got to tell you, I understand that drinking a beer warm is gross, but the fact that you just put a beer on ice is like, (laughs) in my house, it really makes me want to ask you to leave. All right. Thank you. Get out. Lauren, come (laughs) over here and host with me. (laughs) Listen, man. Out here, man, out in these... Out, Shut up. I <laughs> fucking don't even want to hear where you're going to Nah, go. man, out here in these parts, you do what you got to do to get by, man. You know what it's like, you know what I'm saying? You got to get copper off a tailpipe, you take it down to Eddie, he get the fast <laughs> merchandise going quick. None of that made any sense whatsoever. Fuck you. You get copper off the tailpipe? Fuck you. You're going to make... You're not, first of all, you're not going to make tailpipe out of copper on a car. Fuck you. Sorry, it's just what? not going to happen. Fuck you. Maybe you said I took the catalytic converter off the car. Okay, fine. Because at least that has platinum in it. Like Manny Fresh's football field. Oh, man. If anybody doesn't know, Manny Fresh and the 2001 album I Got That Work by the Big Timers um, did say, fuck it, I'm going to buy me a platinum football field. <laughs> he also said, fuck it, I'm buying me a city, and it's named New Manny, Louisiana. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, um, no, this story, I don't think we built it up too much to the point where, like, this isn't the craziest story ever. It's just a really funny story we keep on meaning to tell and we get sidetracked. And it's super weird because... It's weird because I want people to understand that um, maybe next week we'll have Nathan or somebody calling. There was five to six of us here. Like, nothing about this is exaggerated. And also keep in mind, none of us believes in ghosts or, like, supernatural I was going to say, I know... Well, maybe Nathan does. No, he doesn't. I don't believe him when he says that. Nathan doesn't believe in ghosts. And you don't, and I don't. And I still think Nathan does. Two disclaimers right here. First of all, I don't believe in ghosts whatsoever. I'm sure literally 90% of people listening to this right now are like, I was at my grandma's house this one time, uh, or I was at this graveyard. I don't give a fuck. And I don't think you're lying. I no, believe that I whatever you lying, saw, yeah. I believe that you saw it. I have friends that have seen crazy things. I believe that they saw them. I used to work at a, a nightclub that was haunted, quote unquote. And the sound guy, who was a friend of mine named Mark, would tell me the stuff he saw when he was there late at night. I believe he saw what he saw. Yeah. Doesn't mean I think it was a ghost. So that being said, if ghosts do exist, I've tempted them. I've gone to haunted places. I've tried. Well, I've tempted I've them stuff. all right. I've tempted I've jerked them off. Yeah. I've, I just uh, never and never got anywhere. But that being said, I don't even know if this counts as a haunted story. You know, this oh, just counts oh, as fucked to, up. I'm going to create. <laughs> what? I'm going to create. An electric glove that you wear that I tell people you can jack off a ghost with. No, <laughs> see if those guys okay. at those ghost, ghost hunter television shows will buy it. From I just me. realized what we need to do to get the funding for Big Snackers to take it to the next level. We need to get together and invent an electric glove to jerk off ghosts and yeah. take it on Shark Tank. 
Okay. I think Mark Cuban could be interested. Yeah, I think he is. Can we tweet at Mark Cuban and ask him if he's interested <laughs> in buying um, an electric glove to jerk off a ghost? And I already picture Mark Cuban real serious. Like, well, first of all, I like the idea, but how do you know they all have dicks? <laughs> and then the old man will come in and be like, listen, this is preposterous. And then the girl from QVC be like, well, 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 there could be a I market saw, for this. My <laughs> favorite thing is like the there's a lady from QVC that like Her. they don't sell the cheapest, shittiest products that lady? don't need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. That whole show. I love that show. I do, too. I like it because, A, I have looked into it deeply. It is real. How deeply did you look into it? I Googled it. So anyway. So I hate the I, fact I, that you I, acted like you were an investigative reporter. Yeah, I Googled it. I deeply looked into this. Uh, Can I tell you something real funny? We keep on getting sidetracked. Yeah. I was on Craigslist the other day looking up things. Can you just explain I, to me how much of a scam this is? Imagine we need to call this number on air next week. Mm -hmm. This is all it said. The headline was private investigator wanted. I click on it. Why wouldn't I? I'm curious. Yeah. The thing says... Very secretive job. Not much can be known. Weapon not necessary. Would help. Private investigator one in the Cincinnati area. Call this number. Tell me what the fuck that job is. Can we call them? I want to call them on air. Can we call them next week? Yeah, we definitely can. I would like to know. I'm the job. I want the job. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, if I don't have to have a weapon. But no it, it, it would help. I guess, yeah. If it, I guess it, That means that something fucked up's going to happen. That this guy, like, yeah, like somebody what, took his I feel like this like, guy is, like, tailing his wife that's cheating yeah. on him or something. It's either that or some, something, somebody took right? his drugs and he's not he like, like he's not one of those dummies who calls the yeah, cops about it. If you respond like, to idiot. this ad, you're probably dead. Yeah. I think is what it is. Oh, I it's bet not. it's the guy who owns that haunted house. <laughs> Listen. Very, that, very that last my, thing before the butter, baby. I was on Craigslist. Did I ever send you this? Actually, I couldn't have sent you the link because it, it expired, like, two days after I found it. It was literally like it was supposed to be for ride shares, you know. Yeah. So you go on there and like get somebody to drive you around. Um, there was a guy on there, the craziest looking dude with like the like scraggliest hair. For some reason, he had put his picture on there as the ride share oh, guy. Oh man! All the description was was like it was like uh, rides like twenty bucks, Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, blah blah whatever. The ad was this. It was a picture of him, and it said, and it said, uh, it said. I will drive you around. I have a car, and I've never been caught. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> he said, "He just the the ad was just that he had a car, and he would drive you around, but he's never been caught. Never been caught. I don't know what it means. <laughs> and then it was just a picture of him. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. I at will all. drive you around. I've never been caught." The last one I was going to say is the other day I saw um, a guy. He was very, very specific that this was not a sexual thing. And when I read it, I kind of believe him in his own way. Is I don't he, believe anybody on Craigslist said, that says well, something is sexual a sexual thing. Well, sexual in a way thing. where I, I believe this might have turned him on. But I believe that his only intentions were what he said. Mm. Is he wanted a woman from the ages of 30 to 41 mm -hmm. to come to his house fully clothed, no mm -hmm. underwear or anything. I mean, like. Not no underwear, you know what I mean? Like, not in your underwear, like fully yeah, clothed. I, I got you. To sit on a stool for one hour, and he would give you $200 to tickle your feet. Oh, yeah, but that is a sexual thing. Like, it's for not, him. he's not doing anything at the time, but that's like. Oh, once that girl leaves, he's oh, shooting a yeah. load like a camel. Absolutely. It's going across the room, hitting yeah. the wall, dripping down into the oh, yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. 
So you were the guy who put up that ad. Then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, be, real quick before the butter baby story, this is how good I am at things. Is when we were playing the show in Canada, I was <clears throat> driving my car to drive separately, mm-hmm. um, just to stop at restaurants and food and just do different stuff. And just was my four day trip. So we play Lansing. You had a you've had a really good track record with having a car out on the road with you. I do. I, I got in a wreck one time <laughs> in years and almost died. <laughs> okay, but it wasn't even my fault. Okay, fair enough. So, but um, still. So luckily, thank God. Otherwise, we would not be here today because I would be in prison. Is we're in Lansing and Toronto's the next day, and all of a sudden I realized that I was like, I have my handgun in my car. Oh fucking! I didn't great. think about it. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I, I'm i not obviously not even going to attempt no. to try to sneak a gun into Canada because I'm not insane. So I didn't know what to do. But so um, I called Jono, the drummer of the Swellers, who lives in Flint, Michigan. And I'm just like, listen, John, this is the weirdest question you've ever asked. Is there any way I can come stay with you tonight and leave a handgun at your house? And he's like, What? And I explained the situation. He's like, oh, my roommate has a few guns. Yeah, that's fine. Not a big deal. Luckily, he was cool with it. So we stayed there. But I have to go back and get it now at some point. But the point is, luckily, I remembered that. Because if not, I would literally be in prison right now. Yeah. Probably for yeah, a couple would. years. Yeah, it's a felony. So, so. <laughs> um, luckily, the podcast can continue because I didn't go to prison. There have been a lot of sirens today. Like, I was off Do you hear today. those sirens? Yeah. There have been a lot of them today. They're all like uh, fire department sirens, though, which is strange. I hope there's not an arsonist in Oakley. <laughs> um, I don't think there are. So do you want to get started in the voter baby? Sure. Um, so this story, like I said, I don't think we built it up too much because it's we not— We built up a lot enough for people to keep asking well, about no, we've it. We've only built it up because we keep on forgetting about it. It's not some crazy ghost story, maybe. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it really, it's not even this, like the butter baby itself. It's just the entire event leading up to it. That I think is entertaining. And I think if you are in our age range or have just gone out wandering around with your friends, you can relate and it's fun. But what we did, where I live is in Harrison, Ohio. Keep in mind this happened very near the place where we said, uh, where we were talk- telling the story about the people who came out of their house when they were, they were ringing the bell at us. Exact same area. And Harrison, Ohio it's already is fucked up enough. southwest of Cincinnati. And I'll put it this way. There's... The main street in Harrison is called State Street. Yeah. One lane is in Ohio. One lane is in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you realize, unless you're from Indiana, which I know my friend Jay that listens is from. He doesn't live there anymore. Indiana is a fucking weird place. Mm-hmm. It is a really big state, all things considered. Oh, and yeah. the only thing in it is Indianapolis. You have Bloomington, I guess, for college. And then you have Gary, which is terrifying. Yeah. If you want to die. Yeah. So, Indiana is a weird place as got, it is. Got a lot of windmills. A lot of windmills. A lot of windmills and a lot of murder and meth and molestation. You can say that I'm generalizing, and I am, and I'm right. Yeah. It's the three M's of Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we got the idea one night of we were just like, you know what? It's almost like a movie because if you're in Harrison where I live, you kind of go downtown Harrison – when I say downtown, I mean the biggest building is like three stories. There's a bakery, a post office. Everybody knows each other's name. It's like a 50, yeah. 50s town. Um, the police station's right there. What was uh, the name of the cop? 
Officer David Skaggs. Yeah, David Skaggs. Did we tell that story? Yeah, we did. About he tried to arrest us for counterfeiting money that we didn't do. So super cop. He's he is an excellent cop. He could he could have been on Super Troopers and he wouldn't have had to act. No, not he could have been himself because he's a fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> he really is a fucking idiot. So we got the idea one night. We were just like, let's just get in my car. And what you have to do, it is weird like a movie because if you want to go from Harrison into Indiana, there's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And what it is is you drive to the end of Harrison. Past all these old, like, bread shops and gas stations. Yep. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I will take a picture this week to upload it next week so you can understand how much I'm not exaggerating. Is that there's one foggy bridge. Yeah. I don't care when you go. It's foggy. It's always it's something funny. out of a fucking yeah. weird movie. <laughs> and there's one two-lane bridge that's foggy, and that's how you get into Indiana. Yeah. And you get into Bright, Indiana. Was well, West Harrison. West Harrison. And first Bright, of all, Bright's the next one. Uh, next Bright, time. Indiana, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, um, has a Subway and McDonald's and Kaniga's Hair Salon. <laughs> yep, and Kaniga's. And when and I say would, that, <laughs> it is spelled K-N-I-G-G-A-S. Yeah. Kaniga's Hair Salon. But what's salon. funny about it is you would think it was just like maybe you went in there and you would ask, like they would say, or you call them and they would pronounce it the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Well, if you do that, it actually is pronounced Kaniga's. It is. And... Uh, Indiana's a weird place, man. Like, people there are weird. And any listeners from Indiana right now that are offended, I'm sure there's plenty of normal people just like us there. Yeah. But if you live in southern, eastern Indiana where I live, you're not normal. No. So what we decided to do one night is we were like, let's just get in my car, cross that bridge, and just drive until we get lost and just see what we find. Which honestly doesn't take long over there. No, because once you cross this foggy bridge, which I'm going to take a picture of next week, everybody can see it. The first thing you come to is you can make either a left, which goes to this crazy VFW hall with, like, four American flags hanging and a, ca- a cannon outside. Yeah. We were like, nah, let's avoid that. We'll probably die. Probably should have taken that way. Yeah, we probably should have. And then if you look to the right, there's a street called Penhook. Yeah. Penhook is one of those streets that when you start to make the right, it's such an immediate right and down, you feel like you're on a roller coaster. But then as soon as you go down, you're going back up because for some reason it has a giant, like, weird incline it does. to it So I want, I want to do the story detailed, and I want you to help me with anything I remember. But I do remember the very first thing. This road is very narrow. It can fit mm-hmm. two cars barely. If even. And to the right of your car, you have, no joke, six to eight inches straight down to the river. Mm-hmm. And they're like rapid rivers, like it's rapids. You oh, would, yeah. if you fell in there, you'd probably drown unless you swam really well. Yeah. Like I can swim pretty well. I'd be terrified if I fell in there. Mm-hmm. So we start driving. The very first thing we see, and this I swear on anything, is there are four cones, like orange cones. Each one of those cones has a light positioned directly on top of it, shining straight down onto the cone. Yeah. That's the entire yard. That's the least weird thing we saw, and that's well, the first thing we saw. Well, it's only because the first like part of Pinhook is actually very normal. It just looks like it a is. subdivision it kind looks, of. It looks like a, like a white trash shitty subdivision. Yeah, but like, like the houses look okay. Like if you've been fun. in any like small they, town, they look like river town houses. Yeah. You know what I mean, they're on the stilts. Yeah, it's kind of like that. As a matter of fact, actually, Ryan Russell, who will be on next week, that's what I was talking about being professional earlier. Is I'm booking weeks in advance now, so just so everyone knows, as a commercial for next week, Ryan Russell will be on the show. Who's done. Against Me, Paramore, Foo Fighters, um, Wonder Years. He's a photographer. He did artwork, too. And he took some pictures on Pinhook yeah. for album, even on the worst nights. And he 
was a brave man. <laughs> but uh, he didn't do much because literally even Ryan was there for about five minutes and was like, dude, we should go. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And this was during the daytime. No, he was wrong. Well, Justin and I went right now. This was at night. It was me, you, our friend Nathan, mm-hmm. and Ryan Wickham. Pretty sure. So, as if these people have any idea who these yeah. people are. But yeah. regardless. So, first thing we see is these four cones with a light shining down on each single cone. And we're like, well, that's weird. Because why? Why yeah, do you have four no cones evenly spaced? Reason. Why are you wasting your electricity? But whatever. I'll move past that. We'll go past it. We go past the cones. And uh, we start to drive up. And then you start to uh, go up a hill towards just cornfields on the left and the right. You can see for miles. Yeah. About halfway through that, it turns into a dirt road. Well, partially paved, partially, partially gravel. Partially paved. So then, um, and one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life, you start to make a bend, and you see a very <laughs> tall house. And you the, see seriously, at night. And not like a house that like you would want anywhere near a floodplain, but a house that no, looks like. no. But a house that's like straight up, like the foundations on the ground, and it looks like an old kind of Victorian type house. It makes no sense out in the middle of any of this because there's not a it, big it field in like, front of it. Or yeah, anything. at some point it was a nice house, like in the 1800s. Yeah, before. And we couldn't tell because it was about midnight. Because we knew if we were going to do this, it had to be late. The yard was full of things. Yeah, we weren't the, sure at the time because it was dark, so we couldn't tell. But we decided to be idiots, so we stopped. Yeah, and we got out. And let me tell you, we ended up naming this house the Knickknack House. Yeah. Because fuck this house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Just say there are at least 80 to 100 grandfather alarm clocks in this yard. Not on alarm clocks. Just I mean, yeah, clocks. not alarm clocks. Sorry. You know what I mean. Grandfather clocks. Yeah. And I, when I say like 80, you know what I mean? I'm not exaggerating, am I? Like, no. Like full size, like the kind you would see in Should we embarrass in like Chris Blair real quick? Uh, no, that's all right. We got, we got to finish this. We got to finish this. He'll derail everything. That's what he's going to do. Um, so there are these grandfather clocks surrounding this house in the yard that have moss overgrown on them. Yeah. There are bird houses. There are dolls. There's like porcelain dolls in this yard. There's at least 14 of those. Um, you know, those things, uh, those metal, like wind, the things like when the wind blows, it looks like two guys are sawing a log. Yes. There's 14 of those. And it sucks because we got pictures at the time, but this is long enough ago that whatever phone or camera, yeah. I think they're long gone. They're, yeah. But uh, luckily there's enough of us there that we all remember this in vivid detail. So we start to walk around this yard, and we see more. And then we start seeing porcelain dolls yeah. sitting in bird beds. Yeah. <laughs> which is already, if you don't think that's insane, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Because it's a it's, porcelain okay. doll singing a fucking bird in, in In my mind, like, if you wanted to make a horror movie about this, that was the place that, like, at one point it was, like, a person, and uh, they had, like, that house, and it was, like, their family home, and then one, one day, like, somebody came and, like, killed their parents, so that person became, like, a witch and started encasing people's souls in grandfather clocks and porcelain <laughs> dolls. If the Texas dolls. Chainsaw Massacre wanted to make a new movie and they didn't go there, they're stupid. They could probably do it for free. Yeah. And uh, so, well, at least for a grandfather. Clock. Except that now the house collapsed. Yeah, it did. But uh, more happened there. What else happened at that house? Because, well, we decided that what happened is if you touch the house, you turned into a knickknack. Yeah. So our thoughts were that all of those clocks were people. Yeah. We can't confirm that. Pretty I'd sure like to believe were. that it's true. Yeah. 
So we get back in our car because we But what's here. weird about after we get back in the car is that you drive past that house, and then it's, like, actually kind of nice back there because mm-hmm. there's, like, three farms, like, right in a row. Except those oh, three there's farms a huge are house. very creepy, too. Yeah, because you're in this shitty, weird place with these houses on stilts. Craziness. Signs literally say, like, you'll be shot. Then all of a sudden, you go past a knickknack house. You turn the corner up on the left on a hill. There's a house that looks like the White House mm-hmm. with white fences, barbed wire, ATVs parked out front, Escalades. Yeah. Which, like, I I get that if you're really wealthy, like, you might not want to live in a rich person neighborhood. You might want to be secluded. Why would you live there? You have a million other options and places you could go to yeah. where we live. Because where I live out in Harrison is not a densely populated area. No. So that was weird enough. So we keep on driving. What was the next thing we saw? I don't know. You have to remind me. I, I do remember. remember is we saw a street, and which was weird. Because at this point, um, the road is getting more narrow and more narrow. Yeah, there's like nothing. More dirt, yeah. more gravel, less pavement. There's barely and anything more on either of side. of a drop-off to the point right. where it's literally getting to the point where if two cars are coming from the opposite angles, if you don't do it right, someone's literally going to die. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating to the point. It was about a 40-foot drop-off. Yeah, there's no guardrail. Into these rapids with anything. no guardrail. And like, on the other whoever side. Whoever built this road, I don't know what in the hell they were thinking. No. On the other side, but, it's just a big ditch. So. Yeah. So you have a river or a ditch you can go into. Yeah, which I guess the ditch is the choice, but you're still fucking up your car and not getting it out without a bunch of people. So and you're not going to go ask anybody around there for help. Fuck, I I would walk the five miles back before I'd knock on a door in that area. Well, by the time you got back there, your car'd be gone somehow, and I'd be dead. Yeah, true. So it wouldn't matter. So yeah, and then I distinctly remember. um, This I will never forget, and I know you and Nathan remember equally. So we're driving. And we're just kind of driving around 25, 30. You can't go much faster because it's just really, really scary. Can't. It's impossible. Because you have the windows down. It's like a nice fall night. You can hear the rapids down below you just beating, like beating, yeah. beating. I don't know what it was. I'm going to assume it's an owl. I've never seen an owl this color or this big. All of a sudden, we're driving, and I shit you not here. Yeah. Yeah. And this huge white creature smashes into my windshield. Yeah. When I say smash, though, I don't mean head on. I mean, it was flying by, and it's and like, like it rested it. its feet on yeah. my windshield, looked at us, made this noise that can only be described as turn the fuck around right. <laughs> and flew right off to the point where I literally almost had a heart attack. I slammed my brakes. We all stopped. We almost wrecked. I don't even know why you stopped, though. Because I didn't know what to do. Because who? I didn't expect the white <laughs> owl from hell to, to look at me straight into my soul of turn around now. Yeah. This is the time. <laughs> so we all stopped. And I remember all four of us were just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Yeah. What was that? What was that? And Nathan's trying to be logical. Like, I think it was an owl. And we're like, that wasn't an yeah, owl. It was. I've it never mean... seen a bright white owl. Yeah. I'm sure they exist. And maybe it was an owl. No, I mean, it, context, it, it definitely was, but it was, I mean, it was, it, it swooped at your car. Like, there right. Was, and that's know. what I mean. Maybe it wasn't now, because I know everyone wants logical explanations. I don't believe in ghosts, so I get it too. But just have some fun and imagine yourself doing this when you're a kid. Yeah. Because this stuff is fun. But so there does come a point up here in a minute where all reality goes out the window. Right. <laughs> and I don't believe in ghosts, but I will tell you what happened, and I don't know how to explain it. So we keep driving to the point where the road is straight dirt and gravel. There's no pavement. There's no real road. No. 
there's signs for roads <laughs> that if you turn left, they go into a hill so steep that it that a monster truck couldn't climb. Yeah, there like, is, and then then you <laughs> you keep going, and you end up at a house <laughs> with two rebel flags out front. And keep in mind, this is probably around this time that year, so it's probably September. Maybe early October. So it's fall. Yeah. Christmas sure. lights everywhere. <laughs> this house had more Christmas lights than the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah. It was, and it they, didn't just have Christmas lights there. They had like a little shack across from it next Christmas to the lights. river with Christmas lights all over. Do you remember? The dude had Christmas lights on his truck. Yeah. I don't know if he drove it, but it, they were strung up. He had Christmas lights. It <laughs> it's was not the, the only most... thing strung up there. Let me tell you that. That's definitely right true. There's no doubt about that. I would like to say that if you were of the African American persuasion, stay away if from you exit one. Anybody, don't ever go near that person's house. That's true. I've I've ta- I've talked to black people. I probably shouldn't be there. Uh uh-uh. uh So um, not with that many rebel flags. So we keep driving, and all of a sudden we get to this point, and this is the point where it gets inexplicable. Is we pull up to a bridge, and you <laughs> you can you have two choices. You can go straight with a sign full of barbed wire fences that says absolutely no trespassing and had an AK-47 outline in bright orange. And also was so pitch black, like the lights couldn't penetrate to see where the road went. Except for one torch that didn't help. Right. That's your one option. (laughs) Which is is the option that I I wish we would have taken. We might not be here today. (laughs) We might be. Who knows? We might be. Uh, option right is we start to turn and there's like this bridge, a crumbling piece of shit. It is a bridge that looks like it was made by a toddler. Yeah. I don't know if our car is going to make it across it. We have no <coughs> idea what so to do. At this point, you either have to like turn around, like keep backing up and going forward. Like, you know, the Austin powers steamroller. Thing. Yeah. You had to, you had no choice. Like literally, or, you keep going and risk either falling into the river because the bridge is a piece of shit. Yeah, the bridge or... had sides. When I say they had sides, stack up about six Legos. Yeah. That's how high they were. Except... They wouldn't have stopped an RC car. No, except for the <laughs> – we pulled up and we had stopped and we weren't really paying attention. We were just, like, trying to figure out what to do. And then, like, I don't know if it was me or you who saw it on the bridge <laughs> on the side – like on the shitty little lip of a side, somebody had spray painted. Oh my gosh! Yes, somebody had spray painted the phrase "Beware the butter baby." It said "Beware the butter baby." Now, first of all, <laughs> that's not like an urban legend. That's not anything no, anyone's ever heard of. What that means? What the fuck does that mean? The "Beware the butter baby." I don't know. So we see that. And we're like, and instantly, fuck? all four of us are just like, "Whoa, we need to turn." Yeah, around. we have to go. We're over our head. We have to get. And out this of here. is when I don't know how to explain this to you. I will never be able to tell you what happened. Four people saw it at the same time. Right, well, we, when we, we had started moving to turn the car around. We turn around. <laughs> we hear this screeching noise, and from under, like the, seriously, like like that. Right when it <laughs> happened, these lights pour from under this bridge. Shooting up into the sky, like these lights, like super bright, and like, like flood keep lights. in mind, like we're not by electricity anything. We're <coughs> in the middle in the woods in Indiana. We're not by anything. Yeah, and these lights screech on. <laughs> so immediately, I flip the car in reverse, and I drive back at a dangerously unsafe. Oh yeah, speed. it was ridiculous. And 
to this day, it's funny because everyone always says, why didn't you go under the bridge? And I'm like, really? There's no way I'd get out of the fucking car looking under that bridge. I want Mr. Tough Guy to go experience the same situation, actually be in that situation and go under that bridge. Because I'm not a coward. No. And I'll do a lot of things. If I hear a noise in my house, I'm the first guy that gets up, goes straight to the door and walks outside. I don't want to know what the butter baby is. (laughs) And I don't want its light shining on me because I have a feeling that it makes me a butter baby. Well, and this is the thing. Is that like people I've told that story to before said like, well, maybe it was like kids playing a prank or something like this. I want everyone to understand this was like 1030 at night. There were no cars anywhere around there. There was no way for this to be a prank because for it to be a prank, those people would have had to spend the most amount of time sitting under a bridge on the off chance that people would drive down there that didn't know. That's just it. It's like everyone that said it might have been a prank. There's not any cars on this road. The yeah. only people on this road are the people that live on this road, which is about 20 people. Yeah. There's no chance it was a prank. So, I mean, yeah. See, I don't think we built the story too much. I think it's a great story. It's just a story well, you that's remember, just insane because... Do you remember when we were driving back and we saw that car off in the distance that was coming it, really fucking fast it at us? It chased us. Yeah. And that's just it. Is when we left the Butter Baby Bridge, a car came out of one of those streets that didn't go anywhere. And like when I say this, like there would be a street named like St. John. Yeah. You would start to turn down it and all of a sudden there was a 90 degree mud hill. Yeah. Like you had no chance. Just to get shit, yeah. But this was like a small car. It wasn't like a monster truck or anything. Right. Like and that. I'm not exaggerating. Justin's my witness. I was going about 40 to 45, which on this road, is about going a hundred on the highway. Yeah, yeah. It's going very fast. This guy you is, have no pavement, it's dirt, and if you fall off, you're going into a river. Yeah. And I'm going about forty and it feels like we're going ninety. And this guy is on my ass. Yeah. We don't know why. At the time we didn't have weapons. Yeah. This is way before we had guns or anything like that. So we book it back. And this is what gets crazy. <laughs> is the second we get to the end of Pinhook, back onto the street to go right over the bridge back into Harrison, Ohio. The car stops. Well, no, because right before we got to the end of that road, he turned his lights off. He did, yeah. But he remembers, like, he wouldn't go past Pinhook. No, no. It's like this man was appointed to guard Pinhook Street. Yeah, he just missed us at first, and then... And, I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm reminded of more stories now, which next week we should tell more, because that's just one. Yeah. Because that was the first time, and you better believe we went back with oh, more we people. Did. yeah. We went back with multiple cars full of people, and I will give you a teaser for next week, is that in the middle of Indiana, and this is not a town, this is in the middle of the woods of Indiana, Mm -hmm. we found a bar with a mechanical bull, Mm -hmm. and there was nothing near it, no gas stations, (laughs) no restaurants, barely a road to get there. You got to take a dirt road, and this is why Indiana is the most unreal place on the planet, but man. The Butter Baby. Yeah. So So there you go. Everybody that's the Butter Baby asking. story everyone's been asking. So please, if everybody could, will you tweet at me and Justin tonight and say, beware the Butter Baby? <laughs> Don't do that. I want to get a bunch of notifications. That I say want you to so get that. Weird. Please tweet at Justin and I. You know our Twitters. Tweet at beware the Butter Baby because we would really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so Dan Lampton will be calling in soon from Real Friends. Let's do some questions before then. Um, let's go ahead and. Get a note from our sponsor. Is that Lauren? It's a uh, Rheingeist. Oh. 
Yeah, they're pretty decent. Ryan Guy's Brewery. It's a brewery in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. They make beer. Yeah. They make cups. And uh, it tastes good. It's more of a glass than a cup, but sure. It's the same damn thing, Justin. No, no. Red Solo Cup. Ugh. I fill you up. Let's have a party. You know what? Um, while you're looking up the questions, do you have questions? I mean, they're right here, yeah. I was going to say, I, I did have find, to look them up. <laughs> well, I did find, as always, I'm looking at the new Spotify, and there's a new country song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, there's always a new country song, but... Uh, Get your phone away from the microphone. I hate that. So it sounds like every other new country song? It's called I Don't Dance. Oh, okay. He's too manly. He's not into that queer shit. Here's the thing. Last week, you and I had a conversation about the least, our least favorite kind of music. I will still stand by that psychobilly and rockabilly is my least favorite kind of music. Right. But if you took a genre of music where I could line up a firing squad <laughs> and I could shoot them all in the head, yeah, I would leave the psychobilly people alone. I feel like they're harmless. I just hate their music. It would be all those country pop bro motherfuckers. Yeah. I would put a bullet in every single one of their heads. <laughs> what? Is that no, it's fine. Is no, that dark? I, Is that too dark? No, I just I feel like they should hang. I don't think they should hang. Whatever. They're all rapists. They're all. I know they're rapists. Yeah, pretty much. I know. I feel like you can pretty much. Um. <laughs> you don't get to say you know and then just shrug at me like that's. Ugh. Fuck you. Right, let's do some questions until Dan calls in here. You're a piece of shit. I'm not a piece of shit. Also, um, I'd like to let it be known that the other night, our friend Chris that calls in sometimes spent one hour trying to convince me on Tuesday to go see the movie Into the Storm with him, and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> it wouldn't be either. Um, This guy wrote in, or maybe girl, I don't know, probably a guy. Uh, what is the strangest slash worst fitting opening band you've seen in a show? For me, I saw Maroon 5 open for Mustard Plug at the Shelter in Detroit back in 2002. They weren't uh, good and didn't fit in with the rest of the bands, but it doesn't seem all that weird until a few years later when they became the biggest bands, one of the biggest bands in the world. That is weird, but it makes sense because we actually talked about it last week. That they is yeah. before Maroon 5, they were a band called Cares Flowers and they were a, a pop punk band. Yeah. But in perspective, the fact that you saw essentially Maroon 5 open for a third-rate ska band, yes, is very strange. It's yeah. uh, not third-rate, third-wave. I love Mustard Plug. I was about to I say, don't want to sound That's shitty. not very nice to well, say. Well, they're it. friends of mine, <laughs> and they're also a good band. I meant third-wave, but that is strange. Um, I'm sure you and I each probably have a crazy one. Give me a seven to think. Um, a seven to think? A second to think. You said seven, but. I mean, Lestarcross was bad enough. Yeah, but that? I, I, I'm thinking more strange as in like bigger bands where it's just like, oh, that's weird. Like a good example you were with me is uh, we saw Blink-182 open for MaxPX. Yeah. 
And granted, it was right when Dude Ranch came out. So I think it was a month later, damn it, would have hit. It would have been the opposite. But at the time, <clears throat> Blink-182 was opening from XPX. Yeah, but that makes sense, kind of, because I guess genre-wise. Like, yeah. Uh, I will tell you, I don't know how many people listening are going to get this. I don't know if you went with me or not. But I did see the lineup of Bogart's Phoenix TX POD Blindside. Okay, yeah, that's weird. That was a very strange lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I'm sure I've seen them. I just can't pick any out of my head right now that have been like that strange of a thing. His was pretty good. Maroon 5 opening from Mustard Plug. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I do actually also remember. Do you remember this show? It was at Caddy's, which is an old place in Cincinnati. And it was Smash Mouth, Blur, and Corn. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that, and it was. It was a radio show, so it was weird. Yeah, that makes and sense. And another one I know, I think both of you were at that were here, is you remember because it was a radio show, was the Unseen Dropkick Murphys in Yellow Card. Yeah, I remember that. When the and guy Yellow Card got his teeth kicked in and had a glass bottle thrown at him. Which is funny because <laughs> if you like the Unseen, you're not in a position to be talking shit about no, anybody. No, I'm not a Yellow Card fan, but I'll take him over the Unseen. Yeah, that's fine. I would say. I mean, I saw a real big fish. I, I saw Nerf Herder open for a real big fish one time, which is kind of strange. I saw Nerf Herder open for Bloodhound Gang. I guess it makes that sense makes sense because they were friends and stuff. Maybe they right, were friends. Right, right. Big fish was I mean, I've seen a lot of weird shows. I guess you see a lot of tour packages, not counting like festivals. I was gonna say because yeah, it doesn't count. Two years ago in Europe, I played a fest that was mixtapes, The Descendants, Glassjaw, Andrew WK, Trapped Under Ice, Every Time I Die, and. This is hell. I mean, that's completely insanely strange. Yeah, no thanks. I'm up here. No. I mean, Riot Fest. Look at Riot Fest. Festival's yeah. insane. I mean, festivals fe- in fest general don't... Yeah. yeah, a fest shouldn't count. I guess a tour is what should really count. No, I'll tell you right now the weirdest thing I'm going to agree with. Less than Jake opening for Bon Jovi. Wait. Um, that happened. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no. That, um, um, Bubba Sparks opening for Blink-182. We did see that. You yeah. and I for a dollar. I yeah. remember um, MTV was doing their Can I Get a Dollar Tour or Dollar Whatever. Is that what it was called? I don't remember. And it was a band called The Kennison, who was the shittiest band ever, that Travis Barker signed, Bubba Sparks, and Blink-22. Yeah. And Bubba Sparks came out and lip-synced his entire set. Yep. He had his dad on stage. He was a fake guy drinking moonshine overalls. Yep. And... You paid extra for a meet and greet where he shook your hand. Yeah. Because Justin and I, I think, are in the minority. I will not say I'm a Bubba Sparks fan, but I will tell you that second album is good. Yeah, it is. You can argue with me if you want, but it's a great record. And that was a terrible show. Well, to be fair, he didn't choose Rhyming. Rhyming chose him. (laughs) Did anyone get that listening? Probably not. (laughs) And then I remember, it's funny, actually, good story about how things come full circle, is when you and I walked outside of that show... Who was with us? Dusty? Nathan. And Nathan. We walked outside of that show, and there was a band trying to hustle us flyers, and we kept on ignoring them, and it was the Plain White Tees. Yeah. Before they were popular at all. I remember that. So. Well, and then subsequently were not popular at all because who gives a shit about them? And you know what's funny about the Plain White Tees is do you think they're— when that guy from it was on that show, the dating show that got canceled. Oh, man. Do you think that band's bummed, though? The Plain White Tees do have two massively— Huge singles that probably made them millions of dollars, and both are acoustic. 
Do you think oh, the, I'm sure. Do you yeah. think the band is like real bummed that these two songs people want to hear by them, the band don't get to play on? Well, I mean, I, I hope think it's at kind this of point they can cry themselves to sleep on their piles of money that they made anyway. But it depends on how the band works because every contract's different. I wonder if the band gets money on the acoustic songs. Yeah, now, know. granted, Ben Weasel's a piece of shit. Yeah. But I know for a fact that on Screech and Weasel songs, Ben gets about 80% of the royalties. He doesn't share with the band. Maybe, because that dude on, that was in Plain White Tees does seem like that kind of fucking dipshit, you know. That's what I mean is I've read an article from Ben Weasel from Screech and Weasel literally saying things such as, well, if you don't write it, you don't deserve to be a part of it. And the reason that logic never resided with me, and this is coming from me, who I usually write the majority of the songs of a band I'm in. But if you're on tour, the people in your band are missing their families and girlfriends the same as you. They're sweating on the same stages. They're sleeping on the same shitty couches. Yeah. Why the fuck do you feel like you're entitled to get more money just because you spent a few extra minutes writing your simple three-chord song? Yeah. I, it, it pisses me off. I yeah. think it's bullshit. I completely disagree with it. Yeah, I, do I think if you're in a band, you split things evenly. Now, granted, like, you know, say I wrote a song and I composed the entire thing myself and it got picked up by a movie for like 15 grand, I might take like an extra couple thousand dollars, but I wouldn't take like 12 grand to give each other person a thousand. No, no, it's unfair. Bands do that all the time. I mean, you've seen bands. um, I know you've read the book. It's very interesting. And this wasn't the band, it was the label, but uh, the drummer of Semi Sonic. Mm hmm. Basically explaining how you can sell millions of records and be broke. Yeah. It's crazy. It's called So You Want to Be a Rockstar. It's actually yeah. incredibly interesting. It's a book I recommend completely. Yeah. To even if you right don't, now. I mean, even if you don't like Semisonic, which, whatever, I mean, they're not great by any means, but. I like them. The, the book is so fascinating because it's a really good look at, like, what goes on. It is. Semisonic is a band to me, like, better than Ezra that got <clears> underrated <throat> because the records are good. To me, I don't know if you like. They're yeah, fine. Like, I mean, they're not great. They're not great. They're one of those things that like came out of the '90s as like into the 2000s as being like a band that like wrote a really good song, but then played it too long. Like you know what I mean? Like like if this I, song would have been two minutes and thirty seconds, I would have loved it. But I now agree, you're pushing after four like minutes. Your fifth and, course. Yeah. Because the Better Than Ezra album was good on it. It was a solid record. Yeah, it is. Good was the best song. Yeah, I think the problem with the '90s and SR seventy one and better than those bands is, is they would write this one really quirky, almost pop punk alternative rock song with quirky lyrics. It was interesting and it was fun. Even Jimmy's Chicken Shack did, but they only knew how to write one of those. Yeah. Then the rest of the album, they tried to get kind of serious, and the problem was it was like we don't want you to be serious. No. We want Jimmy's Chicken Shack to write do right ten times. Yeah. And we want the gimmick because Jimmy's Chicken Shack, if you don't remember. Their singer had a gimmick, and he slept in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his thing. All right, moving on. God, Let's do this. Um, Nook, Nooknack. What? Nooknack said. I thought you said Nicknack, and I was like, not after today's episode. It kind of is. Nooknack said, hey, this question's for Ryan. It might be a bit off topic from what you normally cover on the show. But I've been wondering what the meaning behind the title for Soups Whatever is. I'm asking because I've started absentmindedly saying it in conversation as a term of indifference towards subjects of unimportance. Thanks. Well, I've been wondering if you're a racist. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. I mean, he's, um, Soups I Whatever like he's came close. from... I have family that lives in Springfield, Missouri, which is an awesome place. 
And usually if I want to write for a mixtapes record, I go there by myself. You should probably speak into the microphone when you're talking <laughs> to people. I will go to Springfield by myself for a few weeks um, for my fam- like to hang out with my family and just write because they have a big farm with like trampolines and ATVs and no internet really. And I'll just take a notepad and a guitar. And that's where I wrote even on the worst nights and the stuff before it. And at the time, the Wonder Years were coming through Springfield with Newfound Glory in Lemuria. And it's a town that doesn't get very many shows. Yeah. And the Wonder Years were going to stay at my aunt's house and hang out with us and, like, ride ATVs. And there's a band from the U.K. called Basement. I don't know if you've heard of them. And their guitar player happened to be with them. And we all went to Taco Bell. And he's very, very British. So he's funny because maybe I'm just funny, but British accents are funny to me. And he's talking about how Taco Bell is just the best. Because I don't know, if you've never been there, in the U.K., there's three Taco Bells. Yeah. That's it. So he was so stoked. Like, we had all these cool restaurants to go to and like hibachi. And he's like, can we get a Taco Bell? I know it's a terrible accent. I'm not good at accents. Pretty good. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Say it It's for actually me. probably the best one you've ever Was it? Done. Yeah. He's like, can we get a Taco Bell? I'm yeah, like, yeah, sure, man. It sounds gonna... closer to what you're going for than your we'll normal go to, We'll go to Taco Bell. And uh, we, we end up talking about Panera. This story is not even as good as you're going to want it to be. But we're talking about Panera. And we're all like, yeah, I like Panera. It's just kind of pricey. Um, you know, cause for me to get what I want, it's like 16 bucks to fill me up and it tastes good. And he's like, uh, Panera's stupid. I don't get it. We don't have it in the UK. You get bread and you get soup for money. I mean, come on soups, whatever. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. So I was well, just yeah, like, he's, I mean, that's that guy was pretty close, you know? No, he's right. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because for some reason people always think it's about soupy and it's just like, that's it. That's the story. I would, uh, it's a funny story. I mean, I don't have to. I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. You know, soup is whatever. I mean, it's not like it's the. I mean, you, I you, like soup. Yeah. I'm not paying five dollars for a bowl of soup. No, has anybody it's just had like a n- really great soup? Panera. No, I mean, has anybody in history like? I mean, what's the best soup you've ever had? I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't care. I mean, I like uh, tomato soup and grilled cheese. Like that's the that's main. Because you're smart. Yeah. Because tomato soup and grilled cheese is the best. Tomato soup and grilled cheese is the best, and I, mean, I like chicken noodle soup to an extent. I'll be honest, <clears throat> but I, only if I'm sick. You guys might look at me right now like I'm a piece of shit. I love going to Asian places and mixing hot and sour soup and egg drop. Right? Oh, I mean that's fine. It, I thought you were gonna so say good. something real stupid. What do you think why. I was gonna say? I don't know. One of the dumb things you always say. And what I hate it is when I go into the uh, place in Harrison, and this is fine. I'm not saying this in a shitty way or being a dickhead. But the Chinese place by my house, they literally don't speak any English. Like, I mean zero. So the problem is... Well, they can get out. (laughs) So get out of my damn country, get on the boat, go home. (laughs) No, but like, that's fine. It just makes it hard is if you want to make a substitution to your order, good fucking luck. Yeah. Everything's numbered. Yeah. That's it. You get the number, they give it to you. They don't understand English. So if I go and I'm like, can I get half uh, hot and sour, half egg drop? It's just like, what? I'm just like, half and half. So it got to the point now where I literally, every time I go, I get a full order of each, mix them together, then take the rest home and eat it again (laughs) later. Because I can't order it. She doesn't understand what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's like, uh, I went to this... um, this Mexican restaurant. 
and I like it okay. It's like fine or whatever. It's not my favorite. What, what restaurant? Uh, it's called El El Yanete out in out in Fair like Fairfax like over here, um, and it's okay. It's like not the greatest place in the world, but they have like the the dish that I really like, which I get at this other place that's called Casadores. It's like really great. It's like uh, it's chicken, sausage, and pineapple. That sounds amazing. It's great, but this is the problem. Thank you. I hate when people think pineapple doesn't work with meat. No, pineapple's great. It absolutely yeah. works with meat. Especially when it's cooked. Cooked pineapple's like the greatest I get thing Hawaiian pizza, and literally my roommates will be like, pineapple on pizza? I'm like, fuck yes, pineapple yeah. on pizza. Are you crazy? some ham on there? With the fuck? Yeah. I was desperate the other night for football that I actually got Domino's. I'm yeah. not proud of it. You shouldn't be. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, you're horrible. Person. But I got pineapple and chicken and bacon. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was as good as Domino's is going to be. Yeah. It is what it is. But... Yeah, they have this, and, like, I, I went there, and I was trying to tell the guy, like, the, apparently at this place they have, like, a sauce that they put on it, like, in addition to the cheese sauce, you know? Yes. Which, whatever, but I don't want the special, they, they even called it special sauce, and I don't want that, because I just assume it's going to be Thousand Island dressing. They called it special sauce? Yeah. And I was like, I just wanted it the way I like it normally, you know, and without Agreed. that sauce. So. I try and tell him, and he just doesn't understand because he, he's not, you know, he just figures, you know, just order what the fuck you're ordering and shut up, you know. That's what happens to Sam and Harrison's. Like, yeah, like you, they don't want variations. No. They don't want it. Well, I mean, if they can't understand you at all. And all I was saying to him was like, I was like, you see where it says sauce? I just don't want that sauce. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't want sausage? And I'm like, no, dude, sauce. And like, I'm just like, ugh. I sat, I sat there for like five minutes, and I just kept getting frustrated, and I was like, uh, was like whatever. And he brought it out. It still had the sauce on it, and it was it's gross It's always sauce. been weird to me because I'm all for a better opportunity. Yeah. If you want to move to our country from another country, that's awesome. I think you're a hillbilly if you're against it. I think it's stupid. I completely support making your life better. I think the people that come over here by themselves leave their families at home, work jobs, and send money back are some of the most incredible, hardworking people in the world. Yeah. I don't care if you don't learn the language. I just think it's weird only because I can't imagine if you and I tomorrow were like, Justin, we got this great idea. Let's move to Japan and start this business, and let's not learn Japanese. Yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine how hard that is. Yeah. It's not like I'm being like, you need to learn our language. It's just more for me, like, how hard that must be for somebody to do. Yeah, I don't I mean, it's I don't crazy care. to do me. whatever you want to. No, but, sure. Yeah, that's you're fine. Just, it just seems like you're, you're it's putting none of yourself my business. at a disadvantage. Yeah, and, it's none of my business. Like, if you don't want to learn the language, don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not like America's right or like English is the right language. It is, but you know <laughs> what I mean. But, um, all right. Uh, Next see. question. Do we have a next question, Justin? Is Dan going to call in? Or we... Yeah, I just texted him. Yeah. I don't have much he might be busy left. counting money or something. Probably. Um, hey, Justin. What? Insert your piece. In a bottle opener. I might like my it. my mail tool. Is that what you? Is that what it was? Your mail tool. Is that what? You know, my my lubricated tool. Is that what you your said lubri- earlier? Your lubricated tool. Yeah, whatever you said earlier. Hey, kids, you want some condoms? <sighs> Um. Hey guys, I had a question about a band for Ryan. I've heard a, I've heard a lot of mixed feelings for the members of Man Overboard from several different bands. Not a huge fan of the band, but I was wondering if you've ever met them and if their assholes are actually legit dudes. 
Thanks. Also, you never went over what I shoot and Anthony was. Well, first of all, it's I shoot him. I, I shoot shot him Matthews. Matthews. And secondly, we did go over what it was. You might want to re-listen we to the episode. We did. Maybe listen to the podcast. You're not a good Fucking fan. Racist piece um, of shit. Oh, oh, we have a call. Hello. 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 <laughs> Dan Lambton. I can't tell if he's fucking with us for some reason. He probably it. is. Dan, I'm taking all your weed away for a year. Huh. I don't know what's going on. Uh, hang up. See if he calls back. I'll give a quick answer anyways. It's because you know I never sugarcoat anything, and I've talked a lot of shit about bands on here before. Yeah. Musically uh, aside or not, though, Man Overboard are incredibly awesome guys. Everyone in the band is great. Nick, Justin, Zach. Um, Zach and I have actually talked about working on hip-hop stuff. And uh, Man Overboard are supported by me as people. Good guys. And I would not just say that, Justin, as you know, as there's a lot of bands that I would tell the truth about. Hello? Hello. Dan- we got disconnected. Dan Lambton. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. My phone's too much of a defender. You started talking shit about Man Overboard, and then it, it uh, cut off the call. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Huh? I don't know. He said his phone cut off the call because you were talking shit about that band. What band? Yeah. Man Overboard. No, I actually yeah, said they're very nice. I'm a defender. Oh, they're nice? Yeah, I like Man Overboard. Okay, well, you said something about them, and I, my phone was just like, I don't care. Maybe your phone you. Maybe your phone hates them. Well, we... Maybe we got- my... We gotta okay. ask. We gotta ask a question um, by a listener because they know that I always tell the truth, and they said they'd heard. Okay, they said they'd heard bad things about Man Overboard, but I actually like everyone in that band. I think they're all very nice. So I don't know if you agree. They are all very nice people. Very nice. People. Are you really fucking eating right now? Are you eating? I Ugh. am. I am eating right now. I um. Damn. I was. I was waiting for Ryan to give me a time to call you guys, and then I didn't hear anything, so I made some toast. I put some hummus on it, and then are you, when I uh, hey, when I are, are you in a are you in a nude commune in the sixties yeah. with your toast and hummus on it? That's disgusting. Are you wearing yeah. shoes? You fuck. I'm not wearing shoes actually. Is your dick out? Uh, no, I should just walk outside. Wait, what? Huh? You just no, my dick's not out. Oh, okay. I'm outside though. Well, welcome, Dan. Honestly, thank you for coming. Um, we had you on. A long time ago, but it was brief, and it was when we first started. And I'd like to give you a proper time to be on here now that we've grown and you've grown. So how are you? I am well. Actually, speaking of the last time we did it, um, not sexually, but the podcast. Right, um, right. They, uh, I remember you were just shirtless at um, Moore's parents' table in Seattle. I was. Um, wearing, wearing red gym shorts, and it was a wonderful sight. I was. I was shirtless. I was shirtless. You were eating. And you were shirtless, and we were. You were eating something that we got from the grocery store the night before. You were. Um, Dan and I rolled deep. We're good friends. When when we went on tour with Real Friends, Dan and I rode together a lot, even though we're not in the same band. And uh, we actually shared beds sometimes. Mm-hmm. We get mm-hmm. along well, and uh, I don't want to make this too interviewee. I want to talk about some current events and just want to have some fun okay. with you. But on an actual okay. serious note, which I don't do very often. Um, you guys are killing it, so congratulations. Thank you. Your record, uh, it got in the Billboard Top 200, right? It did. 
What it number? did. What it number? Cost, um, I think it was 24. What number? 24. 24. That's like, like a TV show. That's honestly actually amazing, though. A pop punk band. No. It's um, so on a, sick. It's on awesome. an indie label in 2014, Billboard 24. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And next Very time, much. if you actually make a good record, I think you could do even better. Um, no. No. <laughs> the, next one, the next one is going to be, um, it's going to be like our Deja uh, and Tendu, except it's not going to be good. It's just going to be a complete 180. Well, Deja and Tendu is already not good, so you already have that working for you. Well, I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm not um, necessarily a fan of the record as well as far as brand new goes, but um, I just can I tell know, can I tell a funny story about you, Dan, and for Justin about no. how Dan, you are a pussy sometimes. <laughs> I'm a pussy. Um, oh, here's the thing: I shouldn't say that, Dan, because Dan, you and I get along. You know how kids are, though. If someone heard us say that word and was like fucking sexist, you shouldn't say that word. It implies that a vagina is a negative thing. Well, uh, fuck off. Oh yeah. Well, um, I mean. Sometimes people, um, people don't um, think that we can make jokes, or at least like quote unquote offensive jokes. Not that saying pussy is offensive, but it's like, right? Um, you know, it's not that people should make the jokes in general, but like people do anyways. And then right. if like we were to slip up and make a joke like that, then it's like a hundred times worse because we're not real people. But I mean, none I, of us are, I think we're not real people. We're a cardboard a, cutout in the front of FYE as far as everyone's concerned. Well, it's just awesome because you went from a band that made an EP to we took you on tour to you took us on tour to you were literally playing to thousands of people at Warp Tour. And now, I mean, you guys really like are in a position to become a really big band. And I'm proud of you because I like you a lot as a person. Thank you, Ryan. So I want to talk about a few funny things and I have some questions for you. Justin wants okay. to make fun of you. I think that's fine. I hope so. About what? Warranted. Uh, I can give warranted. you a lot of things. Okay. I give you a lot of ammunition. Um, yeah, what, I, what, I serve it all. <laughs> what I was gonna say was, you just did Warp Tour. Did you enjoy Warp Tour? Yes, you just did Warp Tour with me. It was great. I did Warp Tour with you. We had a lot of fun. We smoked yeah, some dope. You, you got a concussion towards the end. Of I did stuff. get a concussion. We smoked some dope. We did some heroin. You know, we uh. Yeah. Uh, we did crack. We did the drugs. Um, here's a question for you. Is uh, Unlike a lot of people, I was going to say, um, I know you respect your fans a ton to the point where you even don't like to disappoint them. And um, I think that's cool. But I specifically remember when we were on tour together, um, <laughs> how much you okay. you make sure you you don't want your fans to feel sad because, you know, like the people that like your band really look up to you. And I think that's awesome. But I remember that you said you don't like Deja and Tindu, and a girl in the meet and greet got really upset. And I remember you specifically going, "Well, I don't think it's that bad because you didn't want to hurt her feelings." And I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. I, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying. I knew you were gonna say that. I just remember Danny giving me shit for it too. And it's funny because, but I know you genuinely do appreciate what you have, and a lot of bands don't. And you guys do have something special. It's not, it's not good. But it's very but I, special. I feel like if that happened, though, isn't that on that girl for being, 
You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you gotta, I agree. At a certain point in your life, you have to learn to like be like, oh, somebody doesn't like something I like. Oh well. No, I don't think it's Dan's fault. Well, she I think wasn't. I th- she wasn't upset. It, it was one of those situations. She was a fucking like, bitch, oh Dan. <laughs> that girl was a oh, bitch. Not, I don't remember her being a bitch. It's just like one of those instances Dan, where it's like, oh my oh. god, that record's so great. How do you not like it? And Quit like, being oh. so diplomatic, Dan, Dan. I'm just kidding. The girl was not a bitch at all. She was very nice. But, tell um, us, tell us you hate her right now. Make that. Should we find her and kill her? <laughs> let's kill no, her. No, we don't have to let's kill her. Just, let's kill her. Just make sure she knows that you're very disappointed in her and you don't like her. Why don't you come on here more, Dan? You're one of the fun people we have. You have fun. It's nice. You, Most you, you told you, you asked me if I if you could call me last week or something. You never did. So you're right. Well, That's most fun. most bands just get on here and are very diplomatic and like want to promote something and just get all serious and we can just have fun with you because oh i want to make money let's make me some money let's do some advertising right now all right what do you want to advertise uh i don't know i need some dog food to feed my girlfriend's dogs and i need what the fuck uh, what are you advertising what are you talking about <laughs> yeah that what doesn't that make any sense and also i don't know you know, it's it, saying everybody's trying to come up here and promote stuff and advertise stuff. I wanna. You're wanna advertising dog food. You're advertising your girlfriend needs dog food, which is this is that's more like a Craigslist thing than uh, advertising. Yeah, for yeah. Product. Here's a question well, for this... you, Dan. Okay. Because I don't want to keep it all about music. Because I don't like podcasts where it's straight interviews. You know, like how did your band start? Um, yeah. Have you ever bought something off Craigslist and met somebody in real life? Um, I actually haven't. Um, unfortunately, and I wish I would do it and then do it more often because I feel like I would meet a lot more people like you, Ryan. So you, yeah, you would, because I do that a lot because I love to have strangers (laughs) come to my home. I love it. I love it too. So what would you do if I put a test press of a real friend's record on Craigslist and it was in Ohio and you had to come pick it up? Would you come? And I had to come pick it up. I, well, I already have the test presses, so I wouldn't really. You don't have the one that I have. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> which which <laughs> one do you have? But uh, no. So, what I was gonna say is, uh, man, I totally lost my train of thought. No, Craig's- it was Craigslist. We were talking about Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Craigslist. Did you see the uh, movie? Which I think was mostly bullshit. Because if you have a camera crew, I think this automatically discounts the idea. But it was a cool idea about a guy who went cross country with no money with a little laptop and his phone only using Craigslist, finding places to stay and rides. Did you see that? Oh, no, no. But it's probably like all of those survival shows where all the now, people are out in the wilderness naked. I think it's a cool idea. Feeding them sandwiches behind the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool idea. But what I don't think is fair is that I think when you show up at somebody's doorstep or on Craigslist and you have two camera crews, I think it's a lot harder for a person to say no, and it's almost guilting them into doing it. I think it would be way more effective of a movie if it was a hidden camera. What do you guys think? Well, did, did the people know in advance that they were going to be taped? I don't know. They don't explain it. And, you know, re- reality nowadays is such a fine line that I don't know, honestly. I'm assuming that they had to have signed a release of some sort. I would sort think they no. would have to because yeah. I think in America in 2014 – if you just start showing up people's doors, like, "Hey, can I stay here tonight?" You might get shot. I've never. Yeah, shot. I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like you would that. let them know you had cameras. Shoot that creamy white cum. Right. No. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's like we're gonna we're gonna videotape some weird shit tonight. You and I are. 
We're only oh, no, like the, can- the person with the camera crew, like Craigslisting with the people. I guarantee you, know. you that it didn't make the movie, but there was a few pornos in that movie. Not yeah, bad. I'm sure. Definitely. Um, I guess another question I had out of curiosity is that your band is doing incredibly well. It's awesome. Okay. Um, it's doing better and better. Isn't it cool how you're used to, be, you're used to me being sarcastic and I'm not? I'm giving you real compliments. You are. I am. You I'm really are. proud of you. Weird. We've been friends since you guys were an infant band, and you're really killing it, and I think it's awesome. But Thank you. Did you sleep last night? What? Are you okay, Ryan? Am I okay? <laughs> am I okay? Yeah, because you're yeah, nice you're to not me. Yeah, you're my me. friend, man. I'm happy for you. you. And oh, thank you. we rode a golf cart together and worked tour in Montreal, remember? We did. We rode that the shit out of that golf cart. Yeah, we did, because... Uh, the Warp Tour in Montreal is a mile and a half walk from where the buses park <laughs> to the stages. So Montreal can suck it. Oh, Montreal so, can suck it. Beautiful it, city, but it's just it, too... Oh, man. And where Warp too... Tour is is literally on Trash Island. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's called that because what they did was took a huge landfill and then put a bunch of grass and trees over it, and that's where the fuck you play. All right. So there's that. Yeah, but the trees grow. Yeah, the trees do grow. So there's that. There's the garbage. Fucking um, trash trees. What I was going to yeah. say is you're in a band now that is in a position of power. Um, you get to headline your own tours. You get to decide who comes on the tours. And a lot of people look up to you. And because of the nature of your lyrics, especially, and how personal they are, you are a goofy person like me. And like you can be offensive and funny, and it's all harmless. Do you let that bother you? Do you put on a certain face for people? Or are you just more like, this is who I am. If you're a fan, I hope you like it. But I'm not going to act like somebody else just to be who you want me to be. Because I think a lot of bands get in this superhero mode where it's like you want to be everything to everyone. And I think that's the most dangerous place you can be. Oh, no. I, um, I, 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 it's a learning process. Um, it's more so, uh, that you shouldn't have to put a front up, even though everybody kind of does have to, um, when they're at a certain point. Um, cause you know, I've made inappropriate jokes on the internet before. That would be something where it's like, Oh, oh if I said that. Lord knows you know, I have but, too. You know that. Huh? Lord knows I have too. You know that. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, you, you say something in a different setting and it's taken completely out of context, i.e. Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, internet communications. And, um, and yes, they are completely inappropriate and, um, I guess, sort of publicly taboo. So uh, right. it's just that, you know, when you say things that should normally be in a conversation with people face-to-face, then it's like, wow, that person sucks, that blah, 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 but... You know, they act like they have never made those sorts of jokes to their friends before. Like, you know, I will give Dan this Dan being a very good friend of mine. I spent hours and hours staying up night talking with Dan in the van in beds. Literally, Um, we're very close. Mm -hmm. Dan is the nicest guy. Like Dan is the guy that I could be like, man, that band fucking sucks. And I can see it in Dan's eyes that Dan thinks that band sucks and he will not say a word. He's such a nice, friendly guy. So, and and that's a compliment, man. That's a good thing. I think that's cool. No, thank you. Um, I was gonna move on. I have some questions for you. Can I ask them for you? Uh, yes, I ask you. A some few questions. people I don't think understood when I said I have Dan Lampton 
from Real Friends on tonight, and then they ask Kyle questions, your bass player. But oh, what, that's I, what, what I want to do is I want anyway. you to answer those questions for Kyle as well. For Kyle. Okay, I'm I'm Kyle now. Okay, hello. What's up? <laughs> okay. Open it up right now, sorry. No, that's fine. We'll get through these fast. I got, I got my Kyle face on. We can, always, we, we can right always have now. you back next week or the week after. Um, do you know Ryan Russell? Um, I think we met very, very briefly. I will fuck yourself. I, I oh okay. He's a very good photographer though, and I love his nervous energy sessions. This question is to, to a Dan from Tim said, "When is Real Friends going to play at Centennial Lanes again in Tinley Park, Illinois?" <laughs> oh, these oh, questions. These so, questions are the worst. That's Give me very a real specific. One. Come on, go ahead, answer it. Whatever. Uh, do you want me to answer this, Dan, or is Kyle? Uh, well, this is for you. It's just Dan. Oh, it is for me. Wouldn't it be the um, same? You're in the same band. What do you mean? Would the answer be different if it was one of the other ones? Um, I can say it differently. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to, after this, skip the questions of when are you coming to my city because yeah. that's not that's a waste of time. No one needs those questions. Yeah, but Centennial is sooner than you think. It will happen, though. Okay. Here we go. This is from Jace Nagian. Will you go to homecoming with me? I will provide tacos. It's this Saturday. <laughs> it's this Saturday? This Saturday. This Saturday. Oh, um where is it? You know you know they don't say. You think that yeah, would be something think, uh, that uh hold on, let me reply and maybe before we're done in the next few minutes. Um, yeah, if it's in, I, I think we're playing in Nashville on Saturday. So if he's in Nashville, like I, I can pop over. Um, you know, we can chill. You know, I'll have a suit. Um, I don't think it fits, but I'll have it. And um, you know, I'll be there, man. I'll have some tacos, and uh, we can see where the night takes us. We only have like five to ten minutes left, but I just gave this person my phone number and said to call immediately. So I hope. <laughs> oh yeah, I on, hope that before. Board. We're done. They call so we can ask where this homecoming is. Yeah, Why did I give that person my phone number? I okay. don't know because they're going to call you later. And, <coughs> and I'm going to ask some phone sex. All I think that sucks is that I feel like people don't um, check their email as much uh, as they should. They could have days. direct alerts. You never know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. We got more. We got more here. Uh, any industry talk for me? Uh, this one is a little industry. This is from... Happening hepster at gmail.com. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who wants to get serious about playing music but isn't sure how to go about getting their stuff out there because of lack of good equipment knowledge? Thanks. I feel like we would what? probably both answer that pretty similarly, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you just you save just... up your money and uh, you work your ass off and you don't put out songs you think are half-assed. And, um, that's really it. Everything else is literal luck from there. You it is. Good. It is it's luck. Yeah. And honestly, what it is, is I think a lot of people have a main problem. And Justin, as a comedian, I think you'll agree too, is I think that we're naturally inclined as humans to want to get out there as fast as we can to the point where if I write a song, I'm like, I need to record it tomorrow. Or if you write a good joke, you're like, I got to do it this weekend. And you don't realize, man, this joke isn't ready. Yeah. And you want yeah. it to be ready, but yeah. it's not ready. No. 
And what you need to do is you need to sit in your basement with your friends and spend a month just working on five songs. You know what I mean? More than that. More uh, than that. I, More. That's what I mean. Real friends. You know, your guys' first EP was what? Five songs? Six? Five songs, and we did it and, like we didn't play a show until we had it recorded and we had it like, and then we, I think we got like 250 pressed from like disc makers or something, you know, just like little bullshit. Right. Uh well, not bullshit, because they're actually cool. Like, just the sleeves you put the CD in. Because you got to craft um, it, man. Like, too many bands. Technology, I think you'll agree with me, and Justin, because the good thing about these conversations is that comedy and music are very hand-in-hand. Hand. Technology has made it so anyone can record a comedy album. Anyone can record a record. Mm. And that's cool, but it's also bad because anyone can record a record mm. and anyone can record a comedy album. Yeah, yeah and, well, you can't put a mic up to your asshole and fart you can for for 20 minutes and then pay TuneCore $40 to have it up on iTunes for a year is you that can. What, you know, and Spotify is and, that what Real Friends does yes <laughs> yeah we fart into a mic <laughs> and then we um, we take the, the farts like the individual and then I'll get a little technical with you uh, we separate them and then we bounce them and then um turn them into MIDI, which you probably can't do, and then um, <laughs> we put drum sounds to the farts. Right. So, like, where the farts are, and then, you know, and then everything else kind of, like, the writing comes I mean, from all of that. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, is, I mean, you just need to work. I mean, I think most people, Dan, I think you'll agree, and Justin, you'll agree, when you're writing a joke, or you're writing a song, when you're done with it, you deep down inside know if it's a good joke or a good song. Yeah, like, do. I've written plenty of songs where I'm like, this is okay, this isn't good enough. And I'm sure you've written jokes where you're like, oh, people will probably chuckle about this, but it's yeah, not but a closer. No. It's not what I need to do. And that's the problem is kids don't have patience nowadays. And I love my phone. I love my iPhone. I love the internet. But that's what it is. Everything is at our fingertips so much, which in a lot of ways I think has made the world so amazing. But people don't, people don't have the patience to sit with their friends in a basement drinking soda or beer or water or eating pizza rolls or whatever you do, spending four hours at band practice going over the same songs, just being stoked to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree, Dan? I agree. They, um, cause that's another thing. Um, cause we didn't want to, um, tour until like we knew we could, because a lot of people, when they like to rush, they want to, like you said, get it out there quick as possible. They'll half-ass the recording. They'll half-ass tours. Um, and not obviously not intentionally, you no. know. But um, so you got to start somewhere, obviously. And we just wanted to make sure that we weren't um, losing money when we were touring. We wanted to, like, because we, like, first, like, three tours, like, we broke even or, like, profited, like, a grand if we were lucky, you if know? If your first tour, you don't lose money, you're doing something right. And Mixtapes also got lucky in that Mixtapes has never lost money on a tour. But you know what? I mean, same as you guys, we worked our asses <laughs> off to do that. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, but, I mean, um, you can say it's luck, but I mean, we were practicing five days a week. We were recording like crazy. Justin, when he does this comedy, I know, like, I've watched Justin do his comedy we need to get some of your comedy on the podcast sometime. I want people to hear it because Justin is literally the funniest person I know. And I know we've talked about it before, but you need to YouTube. You have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. 
because Justin's stand-up is way better than my music and definitely better than Dan's music. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh... Doesn't, I mean, but in defense of us, it doesn't take much to do that, so... Um, <laughs> so, so you should probably find some better comparisons. This is why I like talking to you. You need to be on here more, Dan. You're going you're gonna to have a thing. Uh, here's a yeah, really, we'll do... Here's a good one. D- Dear Kyle... <laughs> okay. What inspired you to start poetry. writing poetry? I love your work from Allie. Poetry. Okay. Well, um, should I talk like this or? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, well, okay. I'm done talking like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that question's good. I like that it was brought up because um, earlier you said that I wrote the lyrics, and that's false, Ryan. It's wrong. You should know better. Wait, wait. I know you don't write the lyrics. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Well, I, sorry, I, mis- I misinterpreted I just think it's funny that. is because I sent tweets out on Facebooks today that said Dan Lampton from Real Friends will be on Big Snackers tonight. And I got questions of like, so what does Kyle think about this? And it's like, I don't know because Kyle's not on the show. <laughs> I don't want Kyle on the show because Kyle can <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I like Kyle. Oh, okay. It's all right. I like you more though. <laughs> oh, okay. Are, are you not answering that question? Um, I don't know. Let me know answer it. Can I answer it? Can Kyle. I answer it? Uh-huh. Can I answer it? Is that okay? You can answer it, yeah. Hey, this is Kyle from Real Friends. Um, what inspired me to start writing poetry was sitting in my car eating Burger King <laughs> and chain-smoking cigarettes and listening to Jimmy World Clarity. Yes. I just gotten out of a relationship, and it got to Lucky Denver Mint, and the lyrics just hit a spot. Where I had to go straight home. I didn't even finish my original chicken sandwich. And I just seriously wrote that poem for three hours. It was actually, um, I would say, White Castle. Okay. But everything else is. But at least back when, because what we would do um, when we started is we'd practice at um, this garden center that Kyle's family owned. A just garden in, like, the center? Warehouse. And, That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's sick, and um, unfortunately, the business closed down, so we don't practice there anymore, and it's been like that for, like, I think almost two years, and um, we would, like, we would practice, like, literally all night. We'd, like, we'd show up 11 p.m., leave at, like, 4 or 5, and then that was around the time White Castle started serving breakfast. I miss it. And they start, oh, it was so great, and they did, they started serving at 5, so it'd be sometimes where Kyle and I would go, and we'd get White Castle, and then one day we were there getting, you know, egg and cheese sandwiches. And uh, th- this dude drives up to the drive through orders his food, pulls up to the pickup window, and he's just, like, out cold. Like, they think he's dead. And they, they're, like, they're like yelling at They're like, sir, hello? And they're, like, knocking on his window from the drive through And then, like, like, they get out of the White Castle, go up to the car, like, knock on the door, like, and stuff, and, like, try to open it. And then... Like, he's not responding. They call uh, 911, you know, first response shows up, ambulance, cops, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, a cop opens the door and, like, shakes the dude. And, um, wow. no, like, no response. No response. And then he, uh, like, he gets carried out in a stretcher. And as he's halfway from his car to the stretcher he just fucking like wakes up and he's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> wow and, uh, he That's was crazy he was blackout drunk oh 
Oh, I thought you were gonna say he was black, and I was like, "We don't need the <laughs> yeah, racism well. here, man." Um, okay. Oh no, I think he was black too, but I can't. I yeah, I'm almost positive he was. You don't was see black. color. That's why you don't know. You're not racist. You don't see color. Yeah. Don't want to upset yeah, anybody. I, Cup, I, I, Cup. I think he was, but he he was either way. He was blacked out. There was the the, the color black was there essentially. Anyway, couple more quick ones. This is from Allie. Dan, are you planning uh, on cutting your hair? Don't, but you really fucking I, should. <laughs> I did. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. Can you, you can um, you text me a picture, a selfie when we get off the phone so I can send it to Justin? He can put it on the blog? Yeah, yeah, I can I can do that. Yeah, All right, I cool, get a thank haircut. you. I appreciate it that. Was, um, it was great, though, because I, I went to Riot Fest this weekend, and since I had a haircut, I was trying to... Who was the was uh, best band for you at Riot Fest? Huh? Who was the best band you saw at Riot Fest? Best band I saw at Riot Fest? Ooh... God, um, let's see. Probably City and Color or Circus Survive. Oh, are you a fourteen-year-old uh, female? Yes, that's interesting. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see um, No Effects or Guar or Slayer. Well, first of all, no um, one wants to watch Guar. Well, it, that's not, it, you have to at least <laughs> once in your life. All right, moving on. We're going through the quick round now. This is like Family Feud, right? That, that's fine. This is from Samantha Golden. That's probably not your real name. You're not Golden Samantha. No. Will real friends ever play in Fresno? Seems like everybody forgets about us. Let me tell you about that. Mixtapes played in Fresno. We didn't forget about you. And I ate a Panda Express there, and I got food poisoning. Oh. So fuck Fresno. Yeah, they're all We actually, we stayed in Fresno once, um, but we played, is that close to Bakersfield? Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of like, Fresno and Bakersfield are those two cities that are the California cities that are in between San Francisco and L.A. and San Diego. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Bakersfield is creepy as shit. Like, we played there before. Bakersfield um, is very creepy, and it's where corn's from. Corn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. All right, lightning round. You ready? This okay. is from a different alley, unless the same alley keeps on asking you all these questions. Pretty sure it is. Which is show alley... Uh, Go ahead and email me again. I'll give you Dan's phone number. <laughs> Wait, Dan, are you still dating the same girl? Yes, I am. I'm Never mind. Dan, right Dan's now. girlfriend is very nice. She's great. She's great. Yes. Okay. What would be your best advice for a Real Friends fan who's going through a really hard time? Um, Suicides, man. <laughs> listen to your favorite albums and um, play Diablo 3. And if you smoke weed, do that. Uh, otherwise, I do not endorse you smoking weed unless you want to, and it's your conscious choice. Yeah, I think as musicians and comedians, we can all agree is that if you're going through a really hard time, and I don't know what you're going through. I mean, we've all lost family members, lost boyfriends and girlfriends. The best thing you can do is, A, not think about the hard time you're going through. Focus on the positive in your life. And already I know when you feel down, it's easy to think that you have no positive in your life. But I guarantee you that you do. So put on your favorite record, go out for a walk, enjoy the fall weather, and just realize that life is going to get way cooler. I was expecting you to twist that around somewhere towards the end of that. But that's, yeah, that's the gist of it. What what did you think I was going to twist it around to? I was going to think that you'd say, like, yeah, like, you know, put on your favorite album, go out for, like, a... A nice walk, enjoy the fall weather, um, murder some people, um, you know, sacrifice children. Not Dan, I mean, I, was, I, 
I'm a sarcastic guy, <laughs> but if somebody's really depressed and has a problem, I want to help them out with it a little bit. Oh no, I know. I was just, I was just being. Last two uh, flash ones. This is from Michelle Osgood. Would you rather not be able to tell the difference between a baby and a muffin, or change genders every time you sneeze? What the? Oh, fuck? we're not playing. Would you rather? This isn't yeah, comedy. Bang bang. Get the so fuck out of here. You're not answering here that. that. Here's your answer. This you. is like fuck Mary kill. No, what? No, no it's it's huh? a would you, it's a would you rather question. We don't play that game. Well, yeah, here. but it's it's like fuck Mary kill. Here's what you'd rather do. You'd rather be a muffin so I could eat you up, you sexy little bitch. Yeah, or a baby. You can eat me up too. All right. Uh, last question for you. <laughs> Is by the amazing Brittany. Okay. What time is the stream Eastern Standard Time? Well, there's <laughs> not a stream. It's being recorded now, and you can hear it later tonight. <laughs> I don't understand why. <laughs> so I guess. Oh there's gosh. That. Here, here's the final question. We were talking about this earlier. Have you ever had a good soup? A good soup? Yeah. Like, like I mean, like a soup, soup that like. Not like, don't say like, oh, you've yeah. had a good soup. Have you ever had a like soup? Like a soup where you go tell people were like, man, this soup was fucking amazing. Yeah. Have you had a soup where you like literally told your friends like, you got to go to this place. Their soups are that good. Oh, like play. Oh, no, I've never done that where I've been like, oh, hey, because I haven't really been to any places besides like um, fucking what's it called? Panera and how uncultured like, are you just toward the world? I am so uncultured. I don't I'm like you, you're like, the guy. You're the guy that eats McDonald's on tour, aren't you? No, Dave is. Dave is the guy. Dave is that eats McDonald's on tour. Um, hey, in the next week or two, I'd like to that. have you and Dave on the podcast. I go to Wawa when we're in Philly and Lorenzo's, and that's it. And um, no, but soup. I actually did have. I was at Meyer, and I got Paul. Shut up. Um, I was at Meyer, and I got this can of soup. And, uh, fuck, what kind was it? It was the Progresso, um, and it was, like, this, like, three-bean, uh, like, vegetarian taco soup, and it was so sick, and I bought a can for my dad, and he had it, and he thought it was sick, too. Dan, can I tell you once that I was in Pigeon Forge with my mom and my friend, and my mm. mom, for whatever weird reason, was in a real weird mood, and she kept on insisting that the soup of the day was little boy penis soup? <laughs> okay that's a true story i'm not making that up at all i just did you have the, did you have the penis soup i did not have the penis soup at all should have done it um did your mom uh, i think so yeah okay are you hitting on my mom dan yeah that's fine i'd rather you marry her than her shithead husband so please please date my mom <laughs> <laughs> i will I date you. your mom um we got to wrap it up soon. Would you like to come back in the next few weeks? We always have a blast with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. When do you guys, uh, when's your next tour? When do you leave? Next tour, we leave the 25th of October. Well, we technically don't leave because um, the first date's in Chicago. Okay. Um, Is that the tour with so we, Neck Deep and Have Mercy? Yes, and Cruel Hand. That's going to be a big tour. I wish you the best of luck on that. Um. I think I'll be in Chicago soon, so why don't we get some food and hang out? You were just in Chicago. I was just in Chicago playing a show. I will be there to hang out. So would you like to go to the movies with me and eat some food? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I will text you, and we'll figure these details out. All right. And ne you'll give out my phone number, right? Uh, do you want me to give your phone number out? Because I'll do it right uh, now. 
Not really. I don't, think, but... I, don't th- I don't think you really want that at all. I think Tumblr would no. explode. Um, you, you did that to Dave once, though. That was great. I did do that to Dave once. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dan from Real Friends, killing it. Your new album is out. What is it called? Maybe this place is the same, and we're just changing. And what label is it on? Fearless Records, bitch. So, <laughs> bitch. Everyone get that record. That was really sexist. That was really sexist, man. Don't buy that record anymore. Yeah, that that record's a woman-hating record. We'll we'll return all of of the sales for the record now. I want you to donate every penny to uh, a battered women's shelter. Well, I haven't I haven't seen a penny from the record yet. So uh, (laughs) when I do, it will the penny will go to the women's shelter. Dan, you are a unique, awesome character in this shitty pop punk scene we happen to be a part of. I appreciate your yeah. friendship. I appreciate you coming on here. We'll have you on the next few weeks. Um, real friends, check them out. And thank you so much, and I will give you a text a little bit later. All right, farewell, boys. I'll see ya. Have a good see day, buddy. Talk to you later. You too. Bye. Um, you got to be done in a minute, don't you? I have to be done 12 minutes ago. Oh. So. All right, well, can I uh, give a song of the day? Yeah. Um, I want to talk. I I don't want to need to talk long. There's a band that the more I've been listening to, we've talked about them before, the more I think that they're completely underrated. They're called Survey Says. We've talked about them before. Yeah. Survey Says is a band that, please, if you're listening to this, people always tweet at me and they Facebook me and ask about Big Snackers and ask about new bands to listen to. Survey Says is a band, I think, because they have a horn section. And they're not really even a ska band. They're it's an amazing pop punk fast band, and their record is called "Observations of the Human Condition." It's survey says Justin can put the link to the song and the album. Please listen to it. Let them know that you heard about it from us. Um, let us know that you listened to it. The song is called "I Aim to Misbehave," yeah. and it's a great record. I don't know if you've listened to it, Justin, front to back. No, I haven't. But but man, they're called Survey Says. They are touring with MXPX. Alistair and Zebrahead next month. Yes, you heard that right in 2014. And I don't mean that in an insulting way because that's awesome. I mean, it's pretty great, but I also. Mine can't is Zebrahead. Zebrahead's even. No, mine is Zebrahead, but Survey Says, MXPX, and Alistair, I will watch the shit out of. So, um, Survey Says, Observations of the Human Condition. You can get it on Spotify, download it, buy it from them. The song's called I Aim to Misbehave. And check out Survey Says. They deserve it. This band is touring like crazy, and they deserve every bit of success they get. So uh, please listen to it and write us back and let us know what you think after you listen to the whole record. And thank you for another amazing episode. I had a good time, Justin. Yeah, me too. This was a great episode. Next week we have Ryan Russell, um, famous photographer, who has literally done everything from Paramore to the Foo Fighters to no joke the walk a flock album cover that's fine so we uh we get to have ryan russell next week we couldn't be more excited thank you for everybody for giving us more and more downloads and letting us get bigger and bigger guests and thanks for making this little dream of us doing a podcast uh, become reality which i guess that sounded sappy but i meant it so uh thank you listeners and thank you justin um you're welcome i don't know why you're thanking me <laughs> I have nothing because to we it. get to do this how lucky are we Every Monday we get to do this. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's great. I just don't know what you're thanking me for. For being my partner. You're oh, my partner. You're here. welcome. So uh, this is Survey Says. Check out their record. Please let me know what you think. Hit them up. Let them know they're torn right now. And 
they don't stop. So keep them motivated. It gets hard out there. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Until next week, um, send us in questions and thought pieces. We like thought pieces, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye 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 bye. bye. I'm a walrus. Bye bye. All right. Yeah, great. Bye. Bye. <laughs>